0: This is Naoki Yoshida, this
1: is Fern Hall, and you are listening
0: to Etherite Radio, the, Beat the
2: right Radio. Here we go. I forgot about oh, the fish. Oh, so Zanidra so brought a, fish. a festive fish. It's, it's been so long since we've done d and I have forgotten about the fish.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. He's lost an eye somewhere along the way.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I think this is, we'll, we'll blame that on the cat for sure it seems like a cat thing is that what you call
3: a fish with no eyes yeah
2: is that what that is uh all right so welcome to the radio the fish distraction that's
0: Uh, that's really that's my goal at the start of every episode is to do or say something that makes fusion go what the hell
2: (laughs) it's good. good i like it forget everything uh a radio gamers keeps final fantasy 14 podcast of your joining me today we've got Zanidra aldino rook and joining us today we have the curator of the Aorzian aquarium fruity snacks welcome
3: hi thanks thanks for having me on to talk uh, about fish for an in, in, indeterminate amount of time right <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes today's i hope everyone's schedule is be... clear uh we It'll have be seven hours. hours oh eight <laughs> hours we yeah. found something yes, to yeah. add an extra hour onto it. Awesome. I thought we were yes. only doing seven hours of fish talk. Don't, so don't
3: tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I can, we can fill eight hours of fish.
4: I actually, you know what? I'm gonna be honest here. I'm really excited that you joined today, Fruity, because you are single-handedly responsible for making me care about fishing in Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> and maybe a month ago, I could not say that I could fill eight hours with fish talk. But now, especially with you here, I actually think we might be able to.
3: There sure. is, there is so much about fishing behind just the mechanics, why people decide to put themselves through fishing and like dealing with the fishing log. Uh, The aquarium, and then there's fish lore, which is honestly something that I just started, pun intended, diving into.
0: Hold on, it's oh, yeah. Do you spell it L O R E or L U R E? Double pun, and
2: that's That's gonna do it for this episode of (laughs) (laughs)
3: Anthrax. That was it's like, don't start me off with one of those because my brain was just kind of like, oh.
4: We're really tipping the scales into fish pond territory today. So, yeah.
2: I think I think if we were really going to do an, it, it's not an eight hour episode. Just just in case anyone's like, oh shit, I better get some popcorn. No, we're, we're good. It's it's all right. But man, I almost like want to like do like a, a a scene here now on OBS. It's like all of us just like our heads on, on like a fishing boat, just chilling <laughs> eight hours. Get some get some beers or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so much. It is. It is. It really is deep no pun intended, like fishing
3: is weirdly deep and I hope to get at least some of that across.
1: Yes, please. I think it, this is going to be fun. I I always love because I do not interact with crafting or gathering and I really need to change that and I know, but I always love bringing people on who do, who have that passion because I think it's it's going to catch one of these days. It's going it, to, I'm going to get pun home. intended. Catch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hook, line and sinker.
2: Oh, oh no. my god. It's going to be one of those shows. <sighs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um so yes, we will be talking a lot about fish today. Uh, before we get into that though, we do have some news. Uh there is going to be some changes to PvP rewards. This is actually really cool. Um there's a post op that says, Thank you for your feedback regarding season rewards for crystalline conflict. After careful consideration, we have decided to change how season rewards are distributed, allowing players to receive portraits, achievements, and titles. For all tiers and ranks up to and including their final standings at the end of the season so that's super awesome so basically what this means is uh, as an example I got gold for the first season of of Crystalline Conflict so if I you know at the beginning of the next season or whatever the end when you're able to like get your little portrait kit Mm -hmm. I would get gold silver and bronze titles portraits etc um so that's really cool it's not one of these things where it's like i just want like the bronze thing and so you just do bronze or i want you know the the, the silver tier so all you do is play to silver to get mm-hmm. just that right so now you can go up as high as you want and you'll get everything below that which is really cool um
5: yay
1: they say so it just you'll... shows that they're they're looking at it you know <laughs> they're, they're oh, listening yeah. and they're fixing it
2: yeah yeah yeah. so um i think those will uh, come into effect in 6.2 um so, keep an eye out for that. Um, I was
3: surprised to hear this because I like that's how they've done all the other rewards. Like for the firmament, mm-hmm. it was if you got Saint, you also got Beata. I just assumed that that was the case. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. It seems
4: like some of it was because of the precedent of the feast. From my understanding, mm-hmm. feast rewards worked very much like this. And a lot of people were equating it to like, well, if you're in the Olympics and you win a mm-hmm. gold medal, they don't give you a silver and a bronze. And I was like, yeah, but this <laughs> is not the Olympics. This is a cosmetic border for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was really bummed to hear because I put in to get up to Crystal and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I got all the borders. And then when the season rewards turned over, I was like, oh, I mean, this one's shiny, I guess. But I kind of just thought I'd get everything else too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they changed this
2: yeah um there's also been um a little bit of an update about the um we have the, the like the official like live letter uh stuff out, out now yeah. live letter the digest um, the digest um talking about the changes for dragoon and astrologian um mm-hmm. so what changes s- yeah what yeah, changes because exactly. they're not coming um so they talked, we, we mentioned this uh, also mm-hmm. during our Lay of Letter show, um, they have some extensive adjustments planned, um, but they're postponing them, um, and so um, when they publish the uh, 6.2 patch notes, they plan on releasing explanations for job adjustments separately from the patch notes to clearly explain their intentions in their entirety.
1: So, oh, okay, okay. That that'll be very interesting because yeah. we always think, how do they balance? Um, y- you know, what is the ranking? Why do they do what they do? Because it's it is unknowable until they tell you. Sure, you know. And so I, well, that'll be interesting.
2: I I think for me, I'm kind of weary about the way that they phrase it. So that you, mm-hmm. you so that we can explain our intentions. We've <laughs> explained their intentions about a lot of stuff. That doesn't mean that we agree with them on certain oh, sure. things, right? Uh, We won't go down that rabbit hole today, but it's like, I'm like, how, how drastic are these going to be where they really need to be like, this is what we were thinking. Please don't hate us. Like...
4: I mean it seems like, I don't know, this is so interesting, the wording of making extensive adjustments to a job Mm -hmm. on a fundamental level. And then they talk about comparing it uh, and something else that I saw about almost like if we're going to release big things like this, we should release them like we did the summoner rework at Mm -hmm. the launch of an expansion. And that made me go like, wait, hold on, what? Are they really going to completely fundamentally redesign these classes? In the case of Astrologian, it feels like I could see how that might create a more cohesive vision because we're mm-hmm. kind of dealing with something that has been changed, patched, s- stabbed, right. band-aided. You know, yeah. like, it's just like...
1: Their thinking has changed.
4: Of, yeah, but Dragoon has been a really
2: surprising in a one. a really good spot right now. Like, mm-hmm. don't touch my boy. Like, what are you doing? I,
3: I'm just kind of waiting. Like, with Astro, like, like as Rook is saying, it's like, it's been changed all these times. Yeah. And I'm like... Did they do this for Summoner? Like, did they do a big explanation when they released Summoner, and and kind of how that went? But I, I don't know. Like, when when I saw that, like, oh, Astro is is gonna be delayed until the next expansion for like the major changes, and I'm like, okay, do they just like summon stars now? Like, what they're gonna <laughs> do? Like, suddenly, oh, like, oh man, phew. yeah. But I'm kind of, I'm not too surprised. Also, at the same time, because this pat with with the expansion we got. <laughs> like the shield healers and the and the raw healer mm-hmm. split and astro has always been both yeah and then they kind of just pushed it into another one which i to be honest i'm not a huge healer so i don't know which one it's in i want to say it's in raw healing now
4: yep yeah you're yeah. right
3: but it but like i don't know if it fully fits that that niche niche whatever
4: Yeah, it's. I mean, like you. Even it's funny because even with you saying you don't play a lot of healers, you are correct in that assessment. I would say, like it, it performs incredibly well. It's very good, but yes, you can definitely, at least in my opinion, still tell where those weird Mm. bumps were and how it used to be more of a flex play style. But then they didn't want to fully compromise, so then they gave it like a ton of just additional heal over time effect and then all this other stuff and then also a shield button that if you push this button and then it makes this put a shield and all this other kind of stuff so mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that i think they're working within the parameters of something that wasn't designed like that from the start right mm-hmm. a lot of uh Asher abilities right now work very much like shields do in that you have to know
0: when stuff is happening because there's like a timer on that ability and it'll go off in you know 20 seconds so you have to know when stuff mm-hmm. is happening like, I said, so like a, it's like a, a preemptive
3: giving. healer yeah yeah mm-hmm. kind of like got, the old scholar it's got a mix exactly
0: it's it, it has a mix but there are definitely a whole lot of other things a lot a lot of parts of their kit that are preemptive whereas white mage is just like
4: something mm-hmm. happened here heal is yeah. yeah it's still buck wild to me that these two classes astrologian again i think i understand dragoon is bizarre i mean even talking we were talking on um a state or sorry we were talking on mob talk a couple Mm -hmm. you know like a couple weeks ago and even there everybody was like i don't understand why they're changing dragoon because (laughs) fundamentally dragoon works exactly as it should and feels really good and probably is at its best right now it's weird to me that again We don't have something announced, I guess, for Scholar, because Mm -hmm. while Scholar works well, we've talked a lot about on the podcast the fact that just like Summoner needed an identity rework, I really personally feel like Scholar needs an identity rework to really cohesively give it an independent sort of feel, flair, playstyle, although it functions fine and can be used to great effect. Yeah, so it's very, it's strange to me that these two were the ones, but I mean, I have faith that there are probably reasons why they're doing this, and I guess we'll find out more soon. I'm actually really scared. Normally,
0: I'm i am in the same, like, I have faith that Square Enix is gonna blah, blah, blah. But right now, for Astro, I'm kind of like, do you realize that you've totally neutered Astro of its identity, and mm-hmm. maybe you should, like, give it back some semblance of old cards, she said selfishly. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, that's, that's what I, what I would like you. to see. Yeah, or like, are they going to just, you know, take the cards away entirely? I don't trust them right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I, I hope. I mean, them. they can't yeah. because the weapon yeah. has the
4: cards, right? But I so mean, weird. I I agree with you. I really loved particularly Stormblood Astro That's when I mained mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would still be maining it to this day if I had the same variety of play style choice. And, you know, I loved that buff sort of yeah. capability mm-hmm. with it and that variety of ways that you could play. So it has felt very strange to me, although I know a lot of people that have fallen in love with it since they did a lot of changes. Mm. So I guess to each their own. But yeah, I hope they don't remove all of that, honestly, because to me, that is what makes that class so distinctive and makes it stand out.
1: I feel like the old, crusty, jaded mercenary at the back of the camp going, yeah, it's you next. As the summoner, (laughs) yeah, it's you next.
3: Oh my
0: God, and, and
1: you bring up you bring up Scholar, and
3: I'm waiting for like patch 6.3 to just completely rework Scholar yep. with no announcement whatsoever. You know Ar- Arcanist is suffering. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they ha- if they they started doing it and then they started developing like new tech, yeah. and then they're like, oh, this would actually really work for like maybe dragoon specifically. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's some new tech coming in with you with yeah. like say the summoner actually start channeling like actual dragons i was gonna yeah, say you, what you, are like, you
0: gonna like when you
3: like it's so a normal trans- summon like nidhogg behind you or yeah. something See, like that I'm
1: excited Look, <laughs> only and once again I'll, I'll be that jaded person only if they're not actually a pet you don't want them to okay. actually be a pet oh
0: no well no. they have like the shadow thing on on reaper now right a little, yeah little weird dragon type
3: they could also be in that in that regard they might be trying to rework it away from reaper yeah because like when I, I played a little bit of Dragoon, and I, I, I love Reaper, um, but I could see where if you're looking at Reaper and looking at Dragoon, you almost could kind of see similarities. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Dragoon channels Dragon, but a different yeah. way. And then Reaper channels the Void, but mm-hmm. in a different way. Right. And they might be trying to be like, all right, we don't need two melee people who have long sticks as weapons, who channel things, I guess. maybe.
2: We'll just have to wait and see. I really, yep. you know, like we said, dragoons—it's it, probably the best it's ever been right now. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're gonna like do an extensive rework. It's like, but what? Okay. Do that's
0: enough to, not to keep dragging this on, but sure. Mr. Dragoon, do you uh, recall what? Please, the last Mr. Dragoon, to is Dragoon is my were? father. Uh, <laughs> um, do you recall what the last changes to Dragoon were specifically?
2: Um, one of the last ones that I remember. They removed the tether they removed, animation. That's like yeah. the they last the tether thing animation, remember. and they also let you use it like by yourself, like even if you didn't yeah. have somebody tethered to you, which is great because as a melee, the idea of like having to click on somebody else and having them close to me like is stupid, and I hate it. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Uh, so I love
4: it. It was my child safety leash.
0: <laughs> Make a macro. See, come it always, on. It always, it
2: always ha- I do, I do have, I have several macros on my hopper that I swap out that'll target like the third or fourth person on yeah. the read list. It's such a pain,
1: and it's always like I, just, I always get
2: into a group with like the only other DPS is a ranged, and they're never close enough. Like it was, I mean, they've increased the range on it since then, but yeah, yeah, that used to be such a pain. Um, dragon
3: that. suddenly gets rescue. Yeah. Pull him over. <laughs> get
0: here.
1: <laughs> hey. All DPS Dra-
0: just need to learn to be closer.
1: Hey, yeah. dragon healers in WoW, and wow, and you know, this is new information because the alpha have a go to target, then take them with you to the place that you've selected. So wow,
5: that's it's fun.
1: literally the baby leash. Pick, you jump to them and then you jump. move them. Yeah, yeah. You oh, want
2: it's pretty to interesting. Just grab them and
3: <laughs> Oh, I want, that. <laughs> yeah. I want that. I just want that as like a general role trait for everybody yeah. now.
4: You like I, I don't know on <laughs> dragon wings or something, and then just pick somebody up in your big strong dragoon arms and carry them against their will yeah.
3: somewhere. Else. It's like Icarus dive for sage, except it's it sounds just, like you a jump forward, grab them, pull them back. <laughs> yeah,
4: I might play dragoon more often if they do see, that. See,
2: All right, I'm on board. That also sounds like another thing where I would have to like click on somebody and yes. like, unfocus my DPS for a second. And eh. but yeah, also the idea of trolling somebody and pulling them off the edge with me. Oh my god. Oh, no. i would not do yep. that we go, we together. go together yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see we all, wow, we all
5: understand
0: James.
2: we all get it exactly
0: so the question was asked because uh maybe we could figure out in what direction trick is going but i think from that stuff we probably can't I really
2: no. don't i really don't know and i think i, I i'm like i want to be cautiously optimistic right because mm-hmm. like I mean, let's be honest. We do a podcast about this game. We like the game overall. Yeah. That's so but, sweet. But, I'm but, so proud of you. But but any <laughs> but any time they're like, we're gonna release our explanations and, and list our intentions. The last time they had to like really go in depth about their intentions was the whole like Frothgar and we we won't get into that. But we know Don't how work. that is. Even if after they explained it, we still disagree with it, right? Yes. So like, I'm really, I'm like borderline. Mm. I'm like on the fence but like slightly optimistic
1: um I just, we'll see we'll have to wait and I see I just hope that they learn that it's cool to remake them but summoner is in a state where it's like nice foundation where's the rest of the house so I hope that Ooh, well, they they put more of that com- complexity yeah, in when they do seeing,
2: it seeing what they've done with uh the pvp changes and yes, with, like the real hard focus on job identity they, that's really cool stuff we've talked about that mm-hmm. before and so you know, anything that comes after that will obviously have, you know, be influenced partially Hopefully, by some yeah. of that. Yeah. So, like, I'm excited to see what what they're gonna do. Hopefully, like, mm-hmm. it won't change the job too much. But we'll, we're just we're just gonna have to wait and see. Nope. We have no idea. We have no idea.
1: And we don't want to get off of Yoshi P's Wild Ride, so we're on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've been spoiling Dragoon, right? So maybe they'll maybe they'll keep doing it. I mean, they've, okay. So the the yeah, comparison here is no, they've always smiling. been. No, listen, listen. They've always been terrible to Monk. Yeah. So when they made that big change, yeah, but it's, Monk it's knows okay. what it did. It's okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Monk is fine. I'm Monk I'm is
2: fine. It's joke.
0: Anyway, it's joke. <laughs> but yeah, that that change to Monk was okay. It was all right. Some people like it. Some people hate it. But they've always like tried to be real nice to Dragoon, at least recently. So maybe they'll mm-hmm. be super nice to Dragoon if there's a big change. Yeah. I'm just trying to add to your optimism. Yeah.
2: I just, you know, like, Dragoon, like, right, you know, ARR, it's like, what is this rotation? It's like <laughs> 10,000 steps, yeah. right? And it's just, it's gotten smoother over time, right? Especially with the changes yeah. in Endwalker and being able to kind of just keep the combo going. Like, it, it just, it is really smooth right now, and it feels really good. And so, I mean, it, it's right in the same vein that kind of like Reaper does a little bit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some similarities in, in play style, yeah. but. Um, and I think with jobs that share the same armor type, you want that to, to, uh, to a degree, but you, again, right. You do need that job identity. And I think after seeing some of the really cool stuff that they did with the PVP actions, I, you know, maybe they're just going to go hard around dragon aesthetics and they'll tweak a couple things to, to make up for that. Um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll change Astro to maybe not be so. Uh, you know, prediction based or something, and have some more immediate heals. I, who knows? So, mm. but uh, and
4: that's the news.
0: And that's the
2: news.
4: I want to talk about
3: fish.
2: I don't know if anyone has ever said that with with that <laughs> much enthusiasm.
3: At least not like out loud.
2: Yeah.
4: Like I'm here. I'm bringing the hype. I'm ready. I'm so excited for this.
3: I have I all my notes up on my second screen. We have a <laughs> yes. list of all the fish. We got them all. We're
5: good.
0: I'm actually sitting in the aquarium right now.
1: Whoa. So I can go look at things Ooh. as you tell me about them. I should have prepared that. See, I had something prepared for last week when I thought we were going to talk about the thing that I'm not going to talk about. And we're just going to keep going because it's dumb. Um, you saw it, Zen. You don't remember. It's fine. But don't it's like,
0: worry Yeah, sure. It did. Totally. My, my brain's full of snot right now. I don't know anything.
1: Did you? Oh! <laughs> no oh comment. Oh my
4: gosh, that's so good! Anybody who's oh. just listening to the podcast will miss oh. out on Aldo's green oh. screen, but it's
1: very good. I, I don't. We don't. It's I fine. I get it. It's. I'll just the, um. I'm, I'm looking at the
2: cropped version of it a little bit. You can tell what it is if you take a minute. <laughs> but I had to look at like the full. I'm like,
1: uh oh. I need to get an Ooh. aquarium. I'll work on that.
0: So let's do that. Back. Swimming back to the aquarium, just like sitting in yeah. here. For the 30 minutes we've been talking so far, th- three people have just come in. I've seen. Oh, gosh. And I haven't been, I haven't been like tabbed in the whole time either. I've seen oh, three people come in.
3: Dude. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, got numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got numbers.
5: I love numbers.
3: Oh, it's uh, the aquarium. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's, that's a very good example of things that did not go the way you expected.
2: <laughs> um all right so before before we get into the fish we're so close to the fish talk everybody don't worry we're so close to the fish talk uh what got you in to 14 oh wait, yeah we wait, have wait, to ask you have- first
4: you gotta properly introduce fruity you gotta po- properly introduce our guest for the week i'm sorry you missed the whole category. I'm sorry.
2: I was looking and I'm like going back and forth and nose got billboards and
4: I know. It was very distracting, but I believe in you, Fusion. You can do this. Guest intro, Fisher Fruity. Right. Let's go.
2: This week. Maybe
1: Fusion doesn't have it. Okay.
2: <laughs> you know what? You do it. You do it. You seem yeah. to know what what needs to be said. You've got the
1: most hype.
4: I'm here. I'm ready. I'm actually very excited about this. Uh so everybody our guest this week is Fisher Fruity who has kindly been listening to us ramble here during all of our news. But uh to give Yeah, I mean absolutely to give everybody a little information. Fruity is a creator that makes fun and instructional fishing videos, content, information. Um and also established and put together uh the incredible Aorzean Aquarium which is a house in game that is filled with every fish that is attainable in the game. Um, and you didn't even that just- can go here. into
3: an aquarium.
4: That can go into an aquarium.
3: We have to add that because that is a fraction of the total number of species hey. of fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> but we are so excited to have you here with us. I can't wait to talk with you. No, I mean, you. Um, I'm,
3: I'm, yeah. I, I'm, it's been, uh, it's been wild kind of just like in the past few months with the, with the Aeorzean aquarium. And, and just like all the videos i've been doing videos for a couple of years now yeah. just, and it started off with people coming into uh with the first fish pun of the day uh the fish cord which is the <laughs> uh, the fishing discord also it's it's known it's its official name is the fisherman's horizon yes, which is from a previous fishing uh final fantasy game that i don't actually remember the number of
1: eight but eight.
3: Uh, is it eight okay yeah everybody but everyone just calls it the fish cord. And like, that's our, like, that's everything is referenced as the fish court. And the whole channel started up as people were coming and saying, Hey, I'm trying to catch like Ninja beta in like Mordona, have any tips? And everyone was just like, all right, how do I catch this fish? How do I catch this fish? You know what? I'm tired of writing this down. I'm just going to put it into a video showing you how to do it. And, and I got started with that. So I started off with with ninja beta at the time which is a a fish in mordona that descents into a minion the assassin fry minion the little purple purple fish that's how you get it um and then i've been doing that for uh two three two two or three years or something like that oh almost two and a half years i am i've lost track but i think i'm about to hit a hundred fish guides Um, (laughs) Which, wow. in the next week or two, will finally include every legendary fish um, in the game, of which there are twenty-four now, or something like that. Plus, I—it is hard to keep track of which fish right. is which after a while, because there's one thousand three hundred eighty-three fish in the game.
5: My each God. one,
3: each one has a unique, uh, like name, has a unique story, has a different size, different bait is ridiculous um so there's a ton of content to make videos about um but it, it, that's uh going back to what he we actually were was asked which Is how did i got into 14 as a friend <laughs> um, yeah basically i was working on a uh, a video game project and i spent these three days like three solid days just crunching through it and sent it off for submission to get reviewed it was it was a uh, like a official community project for team fortress 2 and three days of doing all this work getting it done and a friend of mine was like all right you're done you are clearly out of it come play final fantasy (laughs) 14
5: they got you down and and i'm like
3: i'm like i love mmos and it was like at the time it was free and it and this was 2015 this was like seven years ago Mm. and so i'm like yeah sure so in my like sleep deprived i think i was eating like it was like chicken nuggets and like it was like, i was like full-on gremlin at this point <laughs> and i'm just like yeah sure we're gonna go jump in and uh i made the derpiest looking lalafell that i could and just started playing it and when after like a few days later after i was playing a little bit and got more sleep i kind of sat there and i was like Crap! I like this game, <laughs> and oh, I just no. I just kept playing it. I played it for like maybe a year or so, and then I took a break. Went to go play. I think at the time, I think Guild Wars Two: Path of Fire was coming out, so I was mm-hmm. playing that. And then I and then I played a little bit more, and and so it's I've always been jumping between MMOs, but it's always come back to. So it, so
2: it got its hook in you.
3: Yes, we already
0: made that one. Can't do that one again. It's yeah, a good one no. though.
3: The weird thing is, it wasn't because of the fishing. Initially, like it just I just loved the world. It's really like like the world and the story and the gameplay. And um, it wasn't until like mid 2019, late 2019, when I was like, all right, Shadowbringers had come out, I think. Yes. Yeah. I my first level 90 in Shadowbringers was actually botanist. So I was like all in on the on the Disciple of Hand Disciple yeah. of Land yeah. bandwagon. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm making tons of money in like the first week of just mining all this, or just bo- gathering wood and selling it. Um, fairy apples, so ex- like so much oh, money." Yeah.
5: And <laughs>
3: um, and then after that, I was like, "Well, I have 90 mining and botanists I might as well go do fishing." And that's when I got hooked. <laughs> I was maybe 45 at the time and this was before ocean fishing before they yeah. had a lot of like rebalance of, of experience and stuff so it was slow to level I was enjoying it but it was really slow to level and that's when I was just like straight to the end and never looked back that's I definitely
0: awesome. leveled uh, a lot of my fishing while RPing
3: did you <laughs> seriously? Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that like actually I'm I am learning this because I'm not a Big RP, but the aquarium has brought a lot of RPs to mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and a lot of the volunteers RP. And that's something that I learned is like there's a lot of people who fish while RPing,
5: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: and like I that's mean, their backstory. They're just a humble fisher.
4: There's yeah. such a great immersion element with it, and it's definitely something that you can do without you know like interrupting everything right like you can do it organically you can you Mm -hmm. know do it quickly in zones or like throughout a scene uh which is super fun like I even with the leveling that I've done recently because I didn't start until ocean fishing so it's much easier like you said to start like power leveling or like just to go through that if you don't want to go to all the maps to start but I had that exact same thought too where I was like Oh, this would actually be really fun to do for, like, a character. I could Mm. do a whole character that's just about fishing.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
3: there's so much that you can use in just fish lore, Mm in the stories that they give you. Yeah. these characters off of. And and people have done that. And they've started doing that because of the aquarium. It's just mind-boggling now how so many people are fishing now.
0: I think one of my favorite, uh, like... Not necessarily most serious but like most in-depth character RPS one on went with uh, another friend of mine was uh cloud fishing in the sea of clouds for like I don't know three four hours or something and at, at some point we were like where do the fish come from how are they in the air just little little shit like that you could talk about anything
3: there's so cloud like that was kind of the wild thing with fishing is you, think, like you see fishing in other games, and it's like, OK, you cast into the water, you bring up a trout. You cast into the water, you bring up a trout. With fishing, it's almost immediately, and by immediately, I mean like 30 levels in, that they're like, OK, uh, you get a quest called, you get the, the job quest, I think it's called Fish Out of Water. And they're like, OK, go fish in the desert now. And you're like, OK, I'm going to go fish in some oasis. That has water. No, you're just fishing into a chasm full of sand. There's sandfish, and then you're like, okay, that makes sense. Sand's kind of liquidy. Mm-hmm. And then they give you sky fishing, where you can fish off the off into the sea of clouds in Corathus. and you're like, okay, I can kind of see that. And then Heaven's War just throws all the curveballs at you, where you come in and they're like, all right, how about hell fishing? Just <laughs> let's just get started with hell fishing, and you're like, what's hell fishing? And in the Dravanian um, uh that giant volcano, there's a ton of fish in that volcano. <laughs> so you're in there. The largest fish in the game resides in that volcano.
0: Here's my question, though. What if you want to eat any of those fish? Can you cook them or are they mm-hmm. impervious?
3: Uh, so there's a bunch of fish so that you see. can actually cook. Yeah, so there's, they're they're like they are used in in cooking recipes, and one of the earliest ones you'll get is princess trout, which is in uh, middle Middleenosia. And I feel so nerdy that I remember all this, but basically, it's princess trout. It's used as a level five culinarian recipe to get to make like cooked no, trout I mean, or something like that. I mean, can, specifically really the volcano
4: fish. Then thinking oh, because they live in a hot, oh, they live oh, in, oh, in lava. So like, are they maybe? Maybe
0: do we, to we
3: want to already dip into fish lore? Because there's an answer to that.
4: No,
0: okay, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll, <laughs> wait. we'll make a note. <laughs> I need this question answered. <laughs> okay. let,
3: me, let me quickly go look it up so I get it right. But yeah, uh, you know, right. That, that, it is there. Ah!
2: Love
1: it.
0: I'm so happy that you know, like, my joy <laughs> has grown incrementally.
1: I'm just, I'm just thinking, we need a, uh, a lore cast, we need moose, we need fish lore, we need to get other people... <laughs> Who've done maybe maybe the plant lore forget. I mean, we need to get the network started, right? L- a The cast. The lure cast.
3: <laughs>
4: lure cast. I love it. It's good. I did that one all too right. already. Right. Uh, so so, hard, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I guess taking us back to sort of your history with 14 before mm-hmm. we get into the deep lure cast stuff. Um, what jobs do you main outside of fishing?
3: Um, no pun intended tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I am like, pure. I have been pure tank this entire time. First class was with Paladin. Uh, I played Paladin up through Shadowbringers, Mm. and then I got my Dark Knight leveled up. I was like, oh, Dark Knight's good. And then Mm. I met Gunbreaker. Uh, (laughs) mm -hmm. Yep. And I did Gunbreaker the rest of it. Gunbreaker was one of those skills that are one of those jobs that you get, and you're like, I just click with this. Mm. Mm. And uh that was that was kind of gunbreaker for me the entire time um but now i mostly play i go back to to dark knight because they've made it so healers don't yell at me for playing dark knight (laughs) um which legitimately was one of the reasons why i didn't play dark knight was because uh, no one wanted to deal with living dead yeah and i'm like it's the best invulnerability in the game (laughs) like (laughs) don't like
5: why (laughs)
4: like, <laughs> as a white mage, I would have bennied you anytime, you know, but <laughs> I am glad they did some changes to Living Dead. Yeah. It was so good, but it also was like such a trip up for players that didn't know what to expect from it, or like new healers, or yeah. Yeah. it was just a confusing I understand one.
3: why. I yeah. think the new version is actually like, I actually think the new version needs to be nerfed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it is strong it's, as it's, it's strong.
1: It is yeah. powerful. I don't know um, at all what I'm doing. And i just like big pulling with trust. And I'm like, I don't care. You don't need to heal me. I'm fine. Yeah. Cause you heal yourself. It's great. Yeah. So, so
3: yeah. No, I do tank and then um, generally any other support role. So I'll do, I'll dabble in healing. I'm, I'm working on getting my scholar leveled up right now. Mm-hmm. My alt is using, uh, is leveling sage, loving sage. And yeah. um, then like uh, Bard would be the other one kind of come in. So, I'm not huge like pew pew DPS as I'm usually never good at those roles when it comes to support roles. That's typically where I am great at. So that's what I'll do. That's what, and so that, so yeah. So tank followed by healer ish bard ish.
4: Yeah. Nice. I love it. I love
3: it. It's it's really it's also really comfy to just be able to be like no one expects you to have super good dps or anything (laughs) as long as you either keep them alive or keep the mobs off of them pretty simple to play it's really for me at least it's really cathartic just to be like just running through doing wall-to-wall pulls
1: and dungeons yeah
2: definitely so uh with that, what is what has been your favorite expansion? I mean, this could, you could say just because of story, or you could say because of jobs, or fish. Fish lore that
1: was uncovered.
2: It's, it's,
3: I, I, I flounder between a few of them. Oh my god. Um, but I have to say, I'm really, I think Shadowbringers is probably the best expansion but that's kind of cheating
5: right
3: because endwalker made shadowbringers better straight yeah. in my mind
5: okay and
3: so that's why i put like that's why in like my mind it's like shadowbringers and then Heavensward endwalker and then stormblood is i actually think stormblood's pretty good up there too and then arr and that's yeah. just because it's older um yeah. not because i don't think arr is bad but I think like all the stories have been great. I think I've enjoyed all of my time playing through the stories. Uh, to me Shadowbringers followed by like Heavensward and Endwalker are probably mm. my my top 3 uh, just overall and in general. If you want to talk fish though, then it's Heavensward Stormblood, Shadowbringers, a Realm Reborn and, and Endwalker will wait on. Yeah.
0: I love that you know that. <laughs> it's it's very even have to
3: think the, about it. Yeah. The best fish, some of the most fun I've had fishing were with some of the fish in that came out in Heaven's Ward and mm. came out in Stormblood. Um partially because mechanically at the time they were really fun, or just because they're really weird fish. Yeah. Or <laughs> where you're fishing them is absolutely bonkers. Like the middle of a volcano,
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
3: like a hundred feet above the lava. Um uh, so there's there's a lot mm-hmm. for that, but it, but yeah, if we're talking just fish, it's heaven towards Stormblood. Shadowbringers, yeah. a realm reborn, and then Endwalker will decide in a couple of years.
0: That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Did we did we actually officially ask you how you got into fishing? I
5: think no. you I didn't touch on up. it,
4: but
0: a little
3: know. bit. It, Go ahead. I, I mean the actual story for that is I was running through Gridania mm. and uh I was outside the Adder's Nest. And there was this little Olifel named Proxima Centauri <laughs> that um, was teaching somebody how to catch the fish in that water. Like that little bridge in Gridania as you go over to like the Adder's Nest, there's a, there's a fish in there. I mean, there's a bunch of fish in there. And they were showing them how to catch the big fish there, which I want to say is a bloody brewer, but I don't actually remember the name of it. Um, but anyway, so I was like, oh, you know, I'm level, I was, I was like level 55, 57 or something at the time. I had the gear for it. I could, I could do it. And like, I wanted to know how to catch big fish. And so this little lalafell taught me how to do it. And I caught it in like five casts. And it was great. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty easy. <laughs> so I went, I was like, all right, I'm just going to catch all of the cities. And so I did all of Gridania, all of Lampsa. Then realize Uldah doesn't actually have any water for there to be fish in or sand. So there's no fish in Uldah. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, <laughs> move over to the housing district. So that I caught it all in the goblet and the mists and, and lavender beds. You got and stuck. Then, and then I was just like, well, I might as well just keep going. <laughs> and I think at that point, somebody, uh, I had joined uh, a crossword link shell of fishers. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, "Hey, this fish called the Ruby Dragon uh, came up." And if you know anything, uh, it, those who don't know about fishing, uh, the Ruby Dragon is considered the rarest and debatably hardest fish to catch. And I'm like, me being my young, na- like, naive fish self, like, yeah, I'll go fish that up. And so I got the bait. I went out. I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> Just like you catch this fish and then you mooch this fish and then you catch it again and then you mooch it again and then you just do that over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, easy enough. And they're like, Yeah, good optimism, kid. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And I caught it. I caught it first window.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes (laughs) (laughs)
3: of the game at the time already caught first window. I had no idea what I had just done. Guy was pissed at me. like to put it on a scale what took me 10 minutes to catch has taken people 10 plus months
1: yeah to be able to catch oh my god Um, and
3: so i'm like i'm like well okay guess i'm gonna just keep going now and then the firmament came about and i started ranking in the firmament i'm like all right i'm gonna fish because that was kind of what i was really into the pandemic had just started i was Mm -hmm. working from home and i was like i could i can do this and i was working on big fish more and i was like all right let's just go and fish in the firmament and because it was pretty chill like that first season was pretty chill and i realized after the first day they updated the rankings i'm like oh i'm in 11th place (laughs) okay let's just keep going then yeah that's that's kind of like uh, the sum of my fishing career is just okay let's keep going (laughs) right um the next day I bumped up to third, and then after the third day, I was in first place and remained there the rest of the time. And wow. so I was first place on Marlboro in season one, tenth place in season two, because I decided to stop like two-thirds of the way through because I was just tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Um, and I ended on like six, seven, eight, nine, ten as my score. I was like, all right, perfect, <laughs> we're done. Yep, I'm done. I'll leave it, I'll sit wherever I get. And then in the third one i just did enough to get the guide out and and i was like i'm gonna let other people deal with this stress it, the fishing rankings were intense <laughs> i can believe it, it was it. ridiculously intense yeah um and then from there i started up the channel started being more active in the fish court, and and then participating in what we call uh discovery which is whenever new fish are added we actually have to go find them Because we can't get any information about what their name is and which fishing hole they're in. Right. And that's it. And so we have to go find the fish. And that's a process. Um, That's a huge community undertaking. Right. And and so just did that. And then it just kind of just kept going from there. And then when Endwalker came out, I used that as a chance to kind of not really rebrand, but like really updo all of my guides. Mm-hmm. and planned ahead for like what I was going to do when and made sure I had the time to get that edited out in the first month I probably had like 20 guides out I had the incomplete quest guide out all the important levee fish all these like all the purple scripts uh all like all almost all the stuff that you needed for white script farming for purple script farming I had that and that's when things just like
1: blew up yeah so I love that it started and I I think I said this joking in the pre-show, but. Those who walk before will lead those who walk after. Just a little Lolifel, who taught you how to catch one fish, right?
3: Yeah, it's and crazy. replicating that—replicating yeah. that has been kind of my goal. Yeah, in with with fishing, in like with the guide, with the aquarium, and all this stuff. It has really just been—you just need to catch one fish, and <laughs> and and once someone gets that feeling of, oh my gosh, hold on, this is it, I caught it. Oh my god, I got it. They're like, all right, now you can do it again. It's going to be great, and it's going yeah. to go go off from there. So, so. so
2: you, you got the one fish, and you've just been jiggy with it ever since.
0: Nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah, nah. No, I, I'm going to give that one. No, no, no. I'm going to give
3: that one. That's like an 8 out of 10. Okay. I'll give that one because it's cr- new and
2: creative. I hadn't heard that one before.
4: All oh, right.
0: It's
2: hard. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've been covering so many of them. I'm like, I'm... I'm running out here. I, I held think. one
0: back earlier. You said it was intense. I was like, are you sure it wasn't in boats?
3: <laughs> I, I held back when you were like, not to keep this dragging on when we were talking about dragoons. Like That was a missed opportunity to not keep this dragoon on. <laughs>
4: oh my yeah. gosh. All right. All right. I've got to yeah. stop this pun train before it really no, takes no. a while. Although I think it's pretty much, I think uh, the ship has sailed. I think it's going to be ah! basically what's happening for the rest of today's podcast. But you mentioned you you you're gonna serve as our anchor it's gonna be fine okay yes i'll do i'll do what i can we're Um, just gonna
3: start throwing puns out for the halibut
4: (laughs) i'm gonna do what i can to really plumb the depths to make sure that we have a rich and full-bodied you know conversation today beyond just puns so
1: i can feel sly's anger from here
4: that's fine (laughs) that's fine um so you mentioned Guild Wars 2 actually, earlier, yeah. which uh, yes. got me very excited because they just put fishing into yes. Guild Wars 2. Yes! I would
3: like to congratulate them for becoming a real game now. Yes,
4: yes. <laughs> Um, So, have you fished in other MMOs, or is it just specifically Final Fantasy 14? or has this become something that's kind of like, you know, rippled out to all the other games that you've played as an interest?
3: Uh, yeah, I've always had like interest in fishing and i apologize if you can hear my cat meowing um
4: just a fact um, that's okay
3: yeah, it, it's just a thing that's gonna happen uh i have like no I, I i have fished in other mmos and other rpgs and i am not ashamed to say that it has been a selling point <laughs> for a lot of games uh
0: hey you know what you like
3: that's yeah like stardew you. like stardew valley i played a little bit of that did a bunch of fishing in that uh we talked about black desert online that had fishing that i was extremely disappointed with um that was the last 15 minutes you know the first hour oh. first 45 minutes was character creator first 15 yeah. minutes was fishing and then was just like eh. was um, it just that it was for me here.
4: boring like it wasn't a very good it's, robot-
3: it's it's literally afk like you just it's the uh. afk thing so you just cast out and then you walk away um so it wasn't very engaging, I guess would be the word. Right. Uh, New World had fishing, so I played that for a little bit before it, yeah, um, or whatever it did. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Guild Wars Two, I actually played Guild Wars Two in the betas, like early on. I was the at beta? the pre-launch, mm. so I've been. I've I played Guild Wars One, like Guild Wars Two gets fishing, and I was there. Yeah, <laughs> especially, especially with Guild Wars Two being like big on fishing. And then it being my favorite Guild Wars 1 expansion, so factions, I was like, all right, yep, fine. I'll come back for that one too. I mean, I had come back for all the expansions, so mm-hmm. this wasn't new. But um, but yeah, no, I went and I fished. I actually made a couple of guides on some of the fishing. Yeah. And, uh, and I got pulled into the aquarium project and haven't gone back yet to <laughs> finish it.
2: I'm curious, um, what, what was the first game you ever played where you fished? RuneScape. ah Rune yeah okay yeah that yeah, back it.
3: back fishing lobsters in catherby back in seventh grade yeah, yeah. that was uh-huh. that was that was it when i was like fishing's a really chill thing to do in video games and it still is and yeah. i'm i'm like i hope games keep it that way like it's it's a very relaxing thing and then 14 came around and i'm like this is still relaxing with a bit more stress <laughs>
5: Right.
3: (laughs) Do you have to really have to think about it this time? But yeah, it's so yeah. Like I do play other ones, and there's a couple of games coming out that are that I'm like, oh, this looks like it has a fun fishing mechanic in it, and so like I'm keeping an eye on that. Moon Glow Bay, um, I played that for a little bit. Animal Crossing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, all these other games with with fishing.
2: Hades had fishing.
3: Hades does have fishing, <laughs> and I haven't had enough time to play Hades to unlock it yet. Yeah, mm. it is. It is on my list. I I have a like a, might have been mentioning earlier. Like I have a flight, and so all right, going to be playing Hades on that flight. <laughs> um, Monster Hunter also has fishing. I'm a big Monster Hunter fan. So,
0: what about real life? Do you like real fishing?
3: I do. Yes. I and Shocking. I just but I just started. Um, like yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. Ooh. I've been telling myself, like, I, you know, I, I really wanted a hobby that I couldn't accidentally monetize. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh which is my like, gosh,
4: the content is, creator's dilemma. Yeah, I I, totally I, yeah. Because <laughs> up until
3: recently, I was, I was a contractor basically, so I was like contract to contract, and so I always had those backup plans. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, all right, I don't have that anymore. Uh, I can now get a hobby I can't make money off of like explicitly forcing mm-hmm. myself not to and and that ended up like oh well, you know you like fishing in video games let's go try fishing in real life and i've been enjoying it so um yeah and especially with where i live there's i can walk there's a river like five minutes over there nice. another river 10 minutes over there the, the fish hatchery where all the stocked fish come for are like a quarter mile across the field over there and so it would just kind of made sense to to pick up fishing and i have i've been doing that and it's been a lot of fun it's been very cliche to say but it's been very zen to just mm-hmm. be able to be like all right it's been a rough week um i'm gonna go down to the bank for a couple hours and even if you don't catch anything you can still see the fish which partially makes it more annoying right <laughs> um
4: they're taunting you
5: yeah they're just like
3: yeah. right there we know you're there i, see, really. you, I see you trout please bite. Um but it, like even then it's still it's really nice and relaxing to just go out because just the repetitiveness of casting mm-hmm. out waiting reeling it back in casting out waiting reeling it back in little excitements of the bite it's it's a really nice zen thing basically mm-hmm. so yeah so i do i do fish in real life um do and you
4: oh, so, 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 do you have an irl fish that you consider your greatest achievement so far
3: oh um yeah, I caught this um, chain pickerel, which uh, think of a, in your mind, think of a really fast looking fish with a lot of teeth. is isn't a shark okay. that lives in a lake, and is about 13 inches long. I caught one of those by, like, didn't really intend to catch one, but I caught it. Yeah, about that one. Yeah. Um, and I caught that, and I was out kayaking with my dad on the lake, and I was just casting out. I just kind of pulled in a little bit and suddenly it was like oh wait there was force there oh wait now my thing is going that way now it's going over here oh crap there's a fish on the line started reeling it in got into the net and i was like i had never caught one of these fish before i didn't know how to pick it up properly because it was very slimy that's kind of the issue with some of these predatorial is that you can't pick them up by the mouth unless you don't like your fingers and so I was like, I know I don't need to pick this one up. Unfortunately, it came undone, but um, came unhooked itself. But uh, it's that was that's like my favorite fish so far to catch. And is is, is okay. just, just these predatorial fish? Because they're always they're always fun. So the extra angry. coolness.
4: Yeah, the coolest yes. factor, the anger factor. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I will I will add because a lot of people also ask, do you cook the fish? No. I'm actually not a big fan of eating fish.
0: No. Um
3: not like regularly. If someone's like, all we have is salmon, I'll be like, okay. Um not a fan of raw fish sushi though. Mm. Um I just am not
2: brave enough to eat that. (laughs) I need to be in a in a very particular mood to do sushi. Yeah, I'll I'll do it,
3: but one of these days it'll be like I'll just be like, Yeah, sure, let's give it a shot. I'll be like, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. That's how that always <laughs> <Yeah>. works. Um, <laughs> okay. I love
4: sushi, but I don't care all that much for cooked fish. Yeah, I, see, I, I can't do sushi yeah. all the time, but I'm not that big on I can't others.
3: do cooked fish, but but I do catch but all of my fish I release unless it is prohibited by law, which I've not caught one of those fish yet. But I do I do catch and release and I'm trying to be very humane with all the fish that I catch. So um I
0: love to eat fish. I'm the only one. I love yes. that
3: me. F- I love that me. Fish too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fu- I don't like to fish, but I'll eat the fish if you catch the fish. And I'll then even clean the eating. fish.
4: <laughs> I'll clean it. I'll cook it. It's fine. It's I just don't want to catch it. Yeah. Well done. You're the culinarian in our current uh, yeah. party. So,
2: so if we have. ever get yeah. stranded on an island, <laughs> I'll <laughs> catch.
4: There we go. And none of oh, us will starve. We're I'll set. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So we touched a little bit earlier, and honestly, we could probably do an entire series of podcasts about this, but we touched earlier. Look, we will do it, but for today's interview, um, fish lore. I really like the way this has been phrased in the document. Charles, I believe this is your responsibility here. Fish lore is insane. Do you have any favorite fish descriptions? Um, It is. It is. It is. Um, Fish lore. What do you consider to be some highlights from fish lore?
3: Okay, where to start? Um, So like I was saying earlier, there are 1,383 fish in the game. Mm -hmm. Each one has a description. Sorry, let me be more specific. There are 1,383 fish in the fishing log. There are over 1,500 fish total in the game. Because there's a bunch that they they don't count the diadem in the fishing log. And half the quest fish after Um, uh, Stormblood uh, onwards aren't counting the log. And some of the, like, crystalline mean uh, and, like, studium Mm. fish don't count in the log. But of all those fish, every single one has a unique description. And every single one has a log entry, which... uh, are, is written in a way of kind of like a scholarly description
5: mm-hmm.
3: And I had uh, yesterday I think the one of the translation leads for Square Enix uh, was talking about the fishing log because somebody had asked somebody on yeah. the aquarium staff was like, could you tell us about the fishing log and they're like the fishing log like the fishing description coming out of Japan is nuts and they basically said like we have ran out of real world fish to use and we're just now entering into the what the fuck type of fish and that's what you see in in all in um can i say the final zone name is that okay sure yeah so if i say ultima thule so all like all the fish in ultima thule good chunk of those are just like eldritch horrors Just space (laughs) horrors. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of good ones. Um, In terms of, like, the fun ones, there's, like, uh, I really liked the uh, depressed kelp. Yeah! There's kelp that, if you read it, is depressed. Um, There's... uh, in ultimate Thule, forbidding way and terrifying way oh, yeah. are these two fish that um, gives some, uh, lower, uh, lo- op- lo- I can't yeah. pronounce. I, I'm can all, I can say them in my head. I can't say them out loud. Yeah. Never had to, <laughs> um, with the lop Uh, there's some good back and forth between those, uh, basically about how this one fish, oh. uh, was mistaken for a Loperate, and then they realized it was its ears was actually like its eyes.
0: Like its <laughs> nose or
3: something. And that's why it was called Terrifying Way.
0: Yeah, that makes it sense. It was
3: terrifying to the to the Loperettes. And then its big fish version that just came out in 6.1 is a terrifying way. And the story behind that one was a Loperate got into a staring contest with it and it won. <laughs> and terrified the Loperate so much. Just like, nobody will go near this these fish anymore. Like, you will not find a Loperate anywhere near this, this fishing hole. I'm just um,
0: imagining the staring contest and it being like, I want to look at what I think is your face, but I have to look at the ends of your ears because that's where your eyes It gets really <laughs>
2: awkward because like, you find out like, the fish doesn't actually have eyelids, <laughs> so it can't blink. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... um. Some of the the new ones that have have been recently, like the big one, the biggest one that kind of kickstarted my my dive into fish lore was the warm water trout. Um, it started off as this artist who I need to credit can't remember their name, but they made this picture of like of Dalimud exploding in the background, and this fisher. Is sitting in like this pond and over the mountains, like Baham, it's coming out. And it's just the fisher just kind of goes, oh no, this will affect the trout population. I've seen this,
2: yeah. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, like yeah.
3: I'm just like, did it though? Because at the time I'm like, well, hold on, there's no trout in 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 or around the Baja Blast. And <laughs> and so I'm like there's no trout in, in Thanalan or or in Mordona, like in that area of the Battle of Cartano. And so I started looking into it and one of the aquarium staff was like, well, there's the warm water trout that's in Thanalan. And if you read the description for the log about the warm water trout, it explicitly says that it showed up in Thanalan after the seventh umbral calamity. So after the Baja Blast, the trout showed up in Thanalan. Oh my God. Is that a space so- fish? No, it's it, it's a it's a it's a it, it's native to Lominsa, or um oh, upper okay, okay. Lepidolocha. Yeah. it's native to the ocean. Op- splashed uh, the that o- far? <laughs> well, no, it just swam. It migrated. Yeah.
4: It may have been. I mean, that's so interesting. I love this. I saw that too. And I was so curious as well that like local populations may have been more directly affected because we see all of those blast zones in Lisa, mm-hmm. right? There's even mm-hmm. like by the water, the explosion of crystal, which, you know, we yeah. know has to do with all of that.
3: Mordona has a ton of those fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, in
4: like Thanalan, there seems to be in many, well, there are some like large blast zones, like but like the, like, with the way the, that. Yet. Yeah, like the way in that in the water. Yeah. It may have like completely decimated populations in some areas, but then some were able to like offshoot and go elsewhere and migrate, and now that yeah. population flourishes. It,
3: yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because like with the warm water trout, it was it is it called out in the log. If you look at it, it'll say like most common in Vilbrand, like Lenosha. And it mm-hmm. will be like it says nothing about Thanalan is to where it is. And to me, I'm like, all right, so knowing that the fishing log is written in the idea of like the scholarly style that's kind of what the translator was saying was like they're they're they kind of write it like as like a scholarly thing um that uh it's not even called out in that so in my mind i'm like okay so that's new information then that the warm water trout is in thanalan and if you kind of connect the dots about like all right what type of fish are in In like Upper Lenosha versus down there, and kind of you kind of plot out. Okay, it left Upper Lenosha, It swam across the Strait of Melthor. It went into thanalan It just took over the waters. And if you look at it, the two zones that it's in are the two coastal zones. It's where there's the body of where the body of water is where it could come in.
1: I'm like, good enough for me. The world building is insane (laughs) when you really get. Because, you know, everybody always jokes about, like, the item descriptions or minion descriptions, but fish and plants and all of the crafting materials, everything have these. And that's why I was like, I have to ask this question. I had to put it in the outline. I can it just, was just insane. I could just I, see when they
2: planned ARR, mm-hmm. like, the fishing lead, right? There's got to be one, right? Oh, yeah. He pulls out a map and he's like, okay, so these will migrate here, these will go over here.
4: <laughs> I wanted to call one out that actually you did recently that... I've personally found to be like so revolutionary, especially considering the 24 man that we have currently yes. with a Gaia right. Yeah, this one. Now. Did
3: you see the update for it?
4: No, wait, no. I I saw the original thread. There
3: was an update. So um let me let me go through this one. In going back to Upper Lenosha, there is that large skeleton. I think it's Upper Lenosha or Outer Lenosha, one of the two.
5: Mm. Oh
3: yeah. Uh there's that giant skeleton.
4: hmm It's like for anybody who doesn't, you're not, maybe not like envisioning, you know, when you're in upper La in those areas, there's kind of like the shacks. And then there's the like coral guild leaf thing. That's like back mm-hmm. in that waterfall area up along those cliffs, there are these like exposed serpentine skeletons that are like the, the earth is kind of crumbling and you can see the exposed bones mm-hmm. along that ridge. They're, they're named
2: I think too, right? The bones weren't they? So that's where we get into it. Okay. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> if
3: you do the quest that the little Kakirin gives you um, outside of, like, right at the port in on the western side of that area. It's like new hot lunch or something like that. It, it takes you to this Lalafellian researcher named Tango Tango, or Tenga, Tenga and he's like. I'm here researching this fish. I think it is the great deity, uh, Thallos, which That's if right. so Thalos and Perikos were uh, Lem- Lemlian's, um, twin serpents that brought the waters to the world. That's interesting. So <laughs> the reason it was interesting to me is because we have a fish named little Thallos and we have another fish named little Perikos. And so I started looking at the logs for those. I'm like, interesting. Okay, that's fun. These are based off of, these are the namesakes of those twin serpents. I'm like, okay, that's kind of fun. And then if you look at another fish in that area, there's a fish called neptodragon, which is part of the Feast, and Fam- the Feast of Famine quest line. And this is where the update starts coming in. Uh, the Feast of Famine questline has you catch the Nepto Dragon. It's like the ultimate, it's the end of the the thing, and you have to catch the Nepto Dragon, and what you learn about the Nepto Dragon is that it is only been seen to appear after major natural disasters, similar to in this case, the Seventh Umbral Calamity. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. like okay i had originally figured that this giant skeleton was a nepto dragon because it shared features um based on the skeleton and based on the icon and we actually see a a, a large nepto dragon in the cutscene concluding the feast of famine which unfortunately you can't watch in the uh in the in the, room, the yeah. journal yeah, yeah. Um, so I would look it up on, on YouTube, and you can see this large, it's a large serpentine fish that has a lot of these features that the skeleton has. What I didn't realize in that first tweet, and then I came up in the second one, was the, cal- the bit about the calamity. I had, we know that the water levels of the world were high, partially because of the sixth, um- the sixth umbral calamity. And because it is explicitly called out in a fish called Cindersmith, which is a lava snail in Avalathia. <laughs> yeah, this is where it starts getting
1: wild. Is, is is there a fish-shaped murder board? I was just thinking that. i it, It's great. basically Pepe Silva
3: in this case. Like <laughs> yeah. I am I'm like just like like pointing it out. Yeah. So like we knew the water levels were high. Well, originally I was like, hold on a second, it's probably just a stuck nepto dragon. It just was big, big nepto dragon because they've they've kind of fudged the visuals of certain fish mm. um, when they have to present them in game. Because we know how long they are. When you catch a fish, it tells you how many ilms it is. So like we know that problematicus is a hundred some odd feet long, um, stuff like or thousand feet long or something like that. But it's a big fish. Anyways. um... So we saw it like I, I I figured it was a Nepto dragon, but then I saw it only shows up after calamity, or like after natural disasters. And I was like, oh wait a second, the sixth umber- Umbral calamity flooded the world. Okay, let's go look at that. Oh, that was caused by water aether. We know from the Studium quest that aether affects fish because that is what causes spectral currents in ocean fishing. Mm. Um, yeah, bear with me here. So my my theory was that the skeleton in Upper Lenosha was actually from the sixth Umbil Calamity, fifteen thousand some odd years ago, and was a etheric a water etherically charged Thalos little Thalos which became a Nepto dragon which then became that big. And so if you think about mythology, when you like like every legend every myth has a grain of truth, and in my mind I was like okay. We know that there was people who evacuated to that area where it was from because on the, onto the mountain, and so you just witnessed the entire world flooding, and then you see this giant creature. Like, yeah, you're gonna think it's a god. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you're enough. gonna you're gonna believe that. So, anyways, the the whole end of that is the thing about what Tengatanga is saying is like, I think it's Thalos. He's wrong. It's a giant nepto dragon from the sixth umbral calamity. That's the hill I'll die on.
0: <laughs> I actually, love it. I have, I have a smidge of information that may help your theory. Those bones are in
3: 1.0. Yeah, that I, I learned about that because they, I, I yeah. did. I learned about that because they became apparently more exposed in. Yeah,
0: they were in, in a in prior to.
3: Yes. That I, that I knew, which basically kind of just was like, yeah okay this is yeah closer to what i'm thinking yeah and so
4: there's also the possibility that now that we know that the 12 are connected to animals of some variety i mean there is something to be said there that possibly this type of serpent or these type of creatures are an extension of Limlayan, the deity and maybe with this like you know I, I don't know, depending on what else is revealed, right? Like, these connections are how much the Twelve have interfered or not, or exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely something that is so interesting. And to even be able to trace through all these little pieces of lore and fish lore and contextual environmental stuff, to then say, like, hey, you know those things you've seen 500 times? Well, guess what? There's actually a and lore. And
3: <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I love fishing. Mm-hmm. In this game is because it takes you to these places and keeps you there. It's like in a quest or like a, like maybe like a like a lev or something like that. You're you're there, you're there for a minute, you're paying attention to something else. When you're fishing, you got a lot of time to look around. <laughs> yeah. Like you got yeah of time to sit around and explore. And that's what one of the reasons why I really, really like fishing the way it is is because it's taking you into these places that you don't normally go, and puts you into places where you don't normally see them as. In in like it puts you into it puts you into a zone or an area in a way that not many people will see it. Um, there's a lot of fish that are tied to very rare weather because weather has rarity in this game. Mm-hmm just to add more layers. Um, like, you don't like seeing Raktika during umbral wind is not something that a lot of people will see. It is gorgeous. And there's fish that you can only catch during umbral wind in Raktika. So You get to sit there and really bring in this stuff. And there's corners of the world that you sit there and you're like, Can you fish there? oh yeah you can't and then you find stuff like the nepto dragon all the yeah. other things going on in, that are that are in there and that is like one of the reasons why i love fishing in this game because there is that slowness to it it lets you really sit there and appreciate the zone that you're in and really get to to look at it
5: um you
0: can really see uh, i think anyway having gone through all of the rooms in the aquarium i think that you've really gone through and made each of those rooms with the types of fish special to that area. So you can really like see that reflected that love of the the areas in each room. I loved it. I would go so far as to say, I love just looking at the details in the room almost as much as the fish.
3: Right. Yeah. That was, that was so moving into the aquarium. Like that was one of the things that when we were getting started, that that was one of the goals for it was each room. We were going to divide it up into um, like the regions. is like at the time that made the most sense that was the easiest mm-hmm. to do and I mean no one's done this before so it was like the first time we did it so we might as well try it and um, and so that provided the most creative outlet for people like for for the volunteers and that's what w- that was like kind of what we wanted to achieve is being able to be like all right if you're in the kugane room, like the Hingashi Room, you felt like you were in that area looking mm-hmm. at the fish.
4: That's so cool. Um, I mean, we have so many really detailed questions about the aquarium itself as well,
5: yeah.
4: um, which I want to ask Pretty more on. about when we get when we get further. Um, I did want to really quick touch on, because Zen asked earlier, what's the lore behind Volcano Fish?
1: Oh, sure. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> the one fish, I forget, now I honestly don't remember exactly what you had asked, but I have, the tab open for the fish. There is a fish that comes out of a, a, a fishing hole in the volcano in the Dravanian Four Lands called Morn. M-O-U-R-N. And it is named Oven Catfish. Okay. And it is one of the few times we have in lore somebody has caught an already cooked fish
4: oh so they are pre-cooked so
3: so in this case uh the whole lore reads uh, an ancient tome on culinary culinary legend kept on display at the bismarck in limsa tells the story of a man who climbed the highest peak in Abalathia's spine to catch the mythical catfish which swim in the red hot blood of hyaline herself the lava Mm
5: -hmm.
3: upon drawing the fish from the lake of lava he found the fish was already cooked and proceeded to devour it for the journey into the heart of the mountain had him left famished. And by the way, I read question. that from Gamer Escape. <laughs> hey.
4: Oh my gosh. All right, well there's the answer. They're pre-cooked yeah. and somehow they're alive because of ether, I guess.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's the that's that's the fun part. And if you de-synth it, um it actually gives you fire rock.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. On top Please. of
3: fire crystals and oddly enough water crystals, um,
2: a little bit in some See scheme. now I'm over
4: here like deep in etherology thoughts, like the fish, the fish in, almost... the, in the
2: lava just all slowly cooking.
4: <laughs> like does that make them if they're like composed of fire ether or fire rocks closer to something like an elemental? Or does that make them... sense? So, needs that, to... so my next this?
3: my next now that I've kind of done like all right, I've done the Bahamut, I've done the, the Thalos thing, my next thing actually is trying to figure out why there's so many albino fish in Norvramp um, if uh-huh. you go like most of the fish in the, in like in the source and a lot of fish in Raktika are all albino. Um, hmm. Hmm.
5: So- and a lot mean, of them are like, the first-
3: they're all white in the first. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah first. So, yeah. So
3: yeah. So in Norvran in the first, in, and when I say the source, that's the name of the body of water, Yes. The body of yeah. water. So yeah. in the source, uh, the body of water, they're all albino, albino and some of the ones in Raktika are as well. And I think there's a couple too in um, Calusia, but Calusia is kind of weird because that's where the robotic fish is. Um, (laughs) So that one has a bit of a weird thing, but there's a lot of, there's notably higher amounts of albino fish. On the first, then there are known in Eorzea, and I'm tr- I want to see if there is any lore behind right. why oh, there
4: that might be. be. Yeah, I mean, we see the um almost oh, what is it? Not infrared effect, but the fact that the actual coloration and pigmentation of everything from trees to grass has been affected by the flood of light. That mm-hmm. there seems to be some kind of bleaching or warping of color. possibly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. of, yeah, that's like, kind of my expectation.
4: Light exposure, which could also be why Sin Eaters so often expressed as being like entirely Pure white white, Pure white. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: and and i think part of that is there are some fish in lore that people are people thought are named like there is a sin spitter and uh sin eater
5: sin. Mm-hmm.
3: crap i can't remember the name of it but there's two fish that are named like sin something and it's because they look like sin eaters <laughs> um, and then they realize no they're just angel fish are <laughs> in the Cristerium for some odd reason.
1: Because. Oh. Uh, I wish I had done this before we played the first session, because there definitely would have been albino fish under the Cristerium in that waterway, certainly. Creeping us out. Oh, yes, yeah. sure yeah,
4: this would have been
0: Yes, good. where they are. That's where they are.
1: I, I had no idea. All right, I'll be bringing more in.
4: Now, you know, for future world uh-huh. building in the mm-hmm. D&D campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so that's my next, then my next lore. Then yeah.
3: Steeped. Thank you, Tayo. Um. It it was sin spitter and sin steeped. Nice. Oh. Neither of which though are actually sin eaters. And that <laughs> is called that is called out in the lore that neither of them are sin eaters. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Uh-huh.
4: Interesting.
0: So if you want to get a little revenge, you go and you catch one, cook it up, and you eat it.
3: <laughs> Instead yeah.
4: of doing what Yulmore
0: did.
3: No which was not was. a great no move. It so what that actually is.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, so you have especially it seems like here gosh even just like this year and you know in recent times but throughout all the time that you've been doing things with fishing done a ton of fishing events what are some of your most memorable i know recently i've seen the pride fishing one which i yeah power leveled four, and i just couldn't do because we had a conflicting event at the same time but um, we've also done this cool scavenger hunt with dc opening so Mm -hmm. what are dc travel opening what are some of your favorite events most memorable
3: oh um so one of my favorites actually wasn't done with the aquarium it was done at the end of uh done at the end of the firmament rankings Mm. and all the fishers came together and in joining together in like a group commissary of how painful it was to go through <laughs> when i say it was intense it was intense it was painful to be to do to fish because it was the highest point gaining job of anything mm. um but uh what we did was uh effectively what we called was a fish train so like you've heard of hunt trains you've heard of fate trains and so we did a fish train and what it was, was all these rare fish were coming up one after another. is it like a group of 20 of us we would jump over to the Ruby Sea, go to go try for Ruby dragon. okay, let's go try for this other one then go try for another one and we just jump between it and just as a group we're doing this really social thing of like just going and fishing together and doing all that stuff and that was a ton of fun because we've only ever done it once and you really have to get like the fish to align. For Mm -hmm. that to work right. Like it can't be like a hunt train where it's like, Oh, they're all up, let's go. It's okay, they all line up. Oh, but it's at three o'clock in the morning. Dang.
5: Yeah.
0: It's like uh when you see in movies like what in in ten thousand years the planets will align
2: (laughs) (laughs) and Hercules, all these these fish there's chilling, we're like, Oh, it's nice to be out, it's our time to hang out. Wow, there's a lot of worms floating around today. (laughs) Was <laughs> over the horizon. A horde of fishers come
3: out. Blood out I think that side. was the same night that the same group of fishers killed an A rank.
5: Uh,
3: All okay. right, like fit w- as fishers, we just it took like 10-15 minutes I love it. to kill it. Um, it's that on was video.
5: Question.
3: It's what on is- video. <laughs>
5: You're gonna scare the fish awesome. away. Yeah, and we we're just
3: it's a bunch of fishers just hitting like oh something like Corinthius. With like a pooch with a rod.
0: <laughs> Excellent, that is beautiful.
2: Oh my god,
3: it's it's on video somewhere. Um, oh man, but yeah, so that was that was fun. Um, and then some of the other ones that we've been doing with the aquarium, more specifically, have been really um like group, bringing people in to talk, like to 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 kind of bring them in to teach them how to fish. So like our big first event, we we called Sharkapalooza, where we took, uh, we did two ocean fishing voyages. We got a bunch of the staff to form parties with people. And we provided the bait. We provided any gear if they needed, like upgraded gear. And we said, all right, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about catching, about how to get the shark mount in ocean fishing. And here's what you have to catch. Here's what you need to do. We had that all planned out. Um, in the end, I think we had about 150 people or something come oh, through wow. on both of these. And that was our like second largest event. Yeah. Um, came through between the two, the two things. It was hard to get an accurate number, because people came twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was easily over 100 people. Um, I think the first one, we had 11 parties. Wow. Uh, we hit the, the housing cap on the in the aquarium that's when we learned that we're gonna host if we have big events we're hosting them outside so people can actually join <laughs> but um that one was a ton of fun because not only were we interacting with the community and getting people and showing them and saying hey you're level 23 but you can still go for this fit like you can still go for this mount and in the week following that event i think we had so many people in like discords and twitter just adding me saying hey uh i didn't get it during the event but i just got it because of what you told me i'm like yes okay cool and 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 that was kind of like that that running effect and then we did the warden event which you were talking about where we brought we were just like all right everyone show up to yanksha prism lake and we'll be here for three hours and we'll tell you how to catch Warden of the Seven U's, which is the big rainbow fish, um, which is lovingly called Pride Fish. Mm-hmm. And um, we taught people how to do it. We we how to catch it. Um I think like we had Spofi come in and yeah. we're streaming the entire thing. We had a bard, two bards ended up playing music the entire time, we had giveaways, and that had about 120 people show up. We were this close to capping Yanksha. Oh, man. Um, is our understanding. And then just this past weekend, yeah, a week ago, we had our big cross DC travel event mm-hmm. where we hid uh, stuff Namazoo inside yes. of, inside the aquariums. And we called it like just the Nam- Namazoo sca- scavenger hunt, which they're still up. Yes. Um, no so no if no. you want to go and look, uh, we're keeping them up for about a month because we have plans.
0: <laughs> oh, um, how many are there?
3: there are 16 in total. Okay. I thought out of the two. 20 yeah, there's 16 <laughs> in total and I told the staff to be you know have it let's have a nice balance of like easy to find and really difficult to find. And they really some of these I had co-workers go through and mm-hmm. then they would message me on like Slack and they'd be like I groaned so hard when I found it because it was so obvious but it was just like so like out mm-hmm. there um and that one we're still we're still trying to figure out how many people showed up but we are well north of 225. Wow. um so, so we like shouldn't
0: talk about where they are
3: um i don't care <laughs> um
0: <laughs> i really really love the one in the big mouth
3: yes I, I feel, feel like what that i was thinking of, of as that well one, yeah, that, yeah. One, that one i figured you were gonna mention that's the one that I everyone liked that one yeah Um, okay that one that was one that was that was popular there's a couple of other ones that are hidden and someone was like that's just not fair i'm like (laughs) it's out in the open though they're like i know but it's still not fair
0: (laughs) i noticed some of the books were like i found the namazoo and i'm like i didn't
3: (laughs) yeah so that was so that was a lot of fun and then like we're that's kind of the start of it (laughs) with the aquarium um so yeah so like we're just gonna keep running these events because apparently they're popular and people like yeah. them.
0: i'm i'm actually really sad i missed the the shark mount one do you have a video up for that one
3: um we don't like of it actually happening oh no uh, but i do have a trailer that i'm really really proud of okay <laughs> because i took the um uh when when you're on elpis Mm-hmm. And you run into the large shark. And Hyphodea is like, that's just a shark. That's great. I put all of my editing skills into that. And I edited out the shark and put in the shark mount. <laughs> <laughs> me, it like Hythlo is talking about the shark mount. That's <laughs> nice. And went through and did that whole thing for that. And I redid the dialogue. It was in Japanese. Or the voice was in Japanese. So you got like the wow, sugoi type thing. Because that's what everyone was talking about yeah i'm like all right cool and that was that was the trailer for it um that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome super cool I, we kind of i kind of do little i don't want to say like stupid but like fun little videos yeah. to go uh, with yeah. everything. um because the, that just makes it more fun i want to mm-hmm. do it that's the whole point of the aquarium is like just doing what we want to do right what we think we have to do mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love that. So, uh, in addition okay. to all of the like themed rooms for each region, you have a touch tank because you can't have an aquarium without a touch tank. You just can't. And then that you was our the... biggest
3: mistake in launching. Yeah, we didn't launch with the touch tank. Um, we had to rush it out and launched it the following weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the shark room. I thought the like shark cage diving room was really creative. That was it made neat. me. Think... Yeah. yeah, it made me yeah, think of that. like an actual aquarium. You go yeah. in and they have you know, like all these very themed rooms and like creative stuff. And I was just just very impressed.
3: It's yeah, that was kind of like that whole room came across with two things was one. I really wanted to build a shark cage. (laughs) And by me, I mean, I wanted us to have a shark cage because I kind of prototyped it out and somebody else made it. Um, Because the alts, we have 20 volunteers like we're at 30 now who all have alts Mm. who make the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um because you Not have with to be names. With some yeah, many of which which have fishy names. Um but you have uh you have to get to level fifty and mm-hmm. be second lieutenant in a grand mm-hmm. company in order to buy the room. So it takes like a week mm-hmm. just to war up a new room. Yeah. Um so a lot of people are are digging into that one. Um But yeah, we're talking about the aquarium and I don't think I've actually properly introduced it yet. <laughs>
4: Oh, because we're not quite there on the outline yet. So had a <laughs> sorry, sorry. Questions. I'm just so excited okay. about it. I know, we need to, I know we all are. So the last couple questions that we had, just before we get into the actual building and aquarium itself, um, what are you hoping for from future fishing system updates?
3: Um, kind of more... I would love more, like, biodiversity. Mm. I mean, like, I think, like, we have the zones for it now, especially with Ultima who will bring us Eldritch Horrors uh, from the deep, which I say that, but a lot of them are actually based on deep ocean fish, which are in themselves Eldritch Horrors. (laughs) But... um, I saw a
4: video recently of a like super rare sighting of a box jellyfish, and I was like, "Oh my god!"
3: Is is that the the black one that's kind of just like floating around? It's kind of no, that's a phantom jellyfish. I'm thinking.
4: Yeah, this one has like these weird red tubes inside of it, and it is a box, and then it has these four tendrils, and it's just huge and bizarre. Oh yeah,
3: those are those are great. There's a there's a fish um, that's called EBE nine three one eight, which we just learned is an X Files reference, because oh. um, huh. uh, that's what EBE EBE is an X Files reference, um, and uh, that one's actually based off a deep sea jellyfish that has like it, it like you look at it and you're like, what is that thing? It's like a circle with a bunch of tendrils coming off of it, and even the lore is like, what the heck is this? And mm. I was browsing like Twitter one day because I follow a bunch of other aquariums because why not. And they were like, here's this deep sea fish. And I'm like, oh wait, that's EVE! I know that one! <laughs> and I forget okay. what I, I now forget the name of it, but I don't even or if there was even a name listed. But in terms of, of like system stuff, I don't I kind of want the old fish eyes back. And this is a weird hot take in that in Shadowbringers, they changed fish eyes from it being a buff that you had to have active in order to catch certain fish but it costs 350 gp and it now is 550 gp and it lets you ignore the time requirement of every fish up to anything any zone added in Stormblood, with the exception of legendary fish
1: that's a lot of caveats and,
3: and ocean yeah. and ocean fishing which is weird I, that's fishing in a nutshell though it's right it's, it's a lot of caveats mm-hmm. um Caviars. No. Uh, oh.
5: um,
3: <laughs> um, and in in chat, it's someone's wild. like a new spear. Uh, 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 so fishers get, have fishers do have an offhand. You get it at uh, you get your first one at level sixty one, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. You're done. You're best in slot for your offhand at level sixty one.
1: <laughs> how are there less spears than blue mage rods? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I uh, we don't know. Uh, we, we'll, that's weird. It's like. Because, well, before, like, spearfishing before
3: Endwalker was kind of the, we want botanists and miners to do fishing, mm. where you just kind of show up to a node, you push a button, you get something, and that's it. And then in Endwalker, they changed it to the right. minigame game that we have now, which is a great improvement. Um, screwed over all my guides, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and... But yeah they only ever gave us one spear it's level that's 61 so weird doesn't scale it's not like certain we- it's not like the like the earrings that you get that scale with your eye level or the stats it's just huh. plus like 60 or 84 gp and that's it i <laughs> wonder if need?
4: that's a weird hangover from the fact that initially it seems like it was almost just kind of like I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, we're doing this for session. fishing too, but go to the yeah. node. So, like, I guess we'll give them like a spear, but there's not really going to be anything. And I see in chat too the idea of legendary spear fishing. So, are there no oh. legendary fish for spear fishing?
3: <laughs> no, because beforehand, you didn't have. They added Fisher's Intuition for spear fishing in 6.0, mm. which, for those who don't know, Fisher's Intuition for rod fishing is a buff that you get if you catch a certain number of fish in a certain fishing hole at like, and you get a buff that lets you fish it uh, like a fish up a certain fish. Mm -hmm. Um, So to catch warden of the seven hues, you have to catch like three indigo fish, three firelight fish and five green fish. And that gives you the two minute buff, two-fifty buff, whatever to be able to catch warden. You cannot catch warden any other way except under that buff. So they added that for spear fishing in 6.0. They added one fish, the, the Tebiex smelt, in Thabner, and it's really, really fun. Like it's a, <laughs> it's, it's up there in some of my favorite fish to go for. Mm. Um, and then they haven't done anything with it since. Mm. Okay. So, but they didn't add. But the way that they've added this, there's a chance now that they could add big fish.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and in like big uh, these these rare fish into these fishing holes for spear fishing, mm. and as soon as they come out with that, if you if they release the patch notes and like wherever you are, you just hear like this high pitched squeal come across the wind. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I will be so excited when we see like we have big fish in spear fishing. Mm-hmm because um, there's a lot that they can do with that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uncertainty too if they will back add fish because there's all the storm blood and all the shadow bringers, spear fishing holes that don't have big fish. And if yeah. they do, it's like this patch is going to have like 78 big fish compared to shadow bringers, which only had 45. Um, so it's it's wild and there's a lot of excitement for yeah.
1: fishers like me who do nothing but fish. Very cool, I,
5: very
1: cool. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to take us on the tangent because Aquarium is very quick, but I think it's very important to spotlight all of the ways that you could be, you could delve deep into this game. Um, You know, fishing, gathering, I mean, crafting, all of it is equally, not as deep, maybe, as raiding, but they're equally aspirational, right? I've and, and
3: posted a guide on Twitter um, yeah. for the Ruby Dragon yeah, I had to post a new I because with the 6.0 release, it changed the strategy on how we approach Mm. that fish. Because there are strategies to approach to approach some of these fish. And my guide, while still accurate and still works, and I keep it up because of that, it isn't the most efficient way. So I'm trying to recatch this fish now. And so I can remake the guide with the more accurate way of doing Mm -hmm. it. But in the meantime, it's like, all right, here's a text guide. And I posted it on Twitter, and the comments were like, wow, this is more intense than ultimate progging.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, pretty much seems like it
3: it has taken longer. If you take the time it took to clear all of the ultimates the first time Mm -hmm. and added those all up, you wouldn't even come close to the longest time it took to discover a fish. Wow. It took 45 days to discover one fish once. Wow.
4: Wow. Incredible. And so,
3: also- and this is a big community undertaking yeah. whenever new fish are added, because fish can have, they have a bait, they have a weather, they have a time. And that weather could be either just a solid weather or it could be a transition. So like the previous weather has to be a certain thing. And there wow. can end up being 1600 plus permutations of where this fish could be.
0: <laughs> and maybe you just didn't get it in that window, so you have and to make, wait for another which, one. Which off.
3: happened in Shadowbringers with one of the fish called Moonlight Guppy. It took three weeks to find oh, because it was so rare. We fished in that window so much that we were convinced it wasn't there, and then we finally found <laughs> it and we're like, "Ah, oh, crap. <laughs>
4: That has to be amazing to be the first person, though, that discovers that. And that actually, I mean, that's like, that is essentially like a team trying to do world first race yeah. prog, right? And they want their name to go down in the annals, like?
3: As soon as we get a bite, even if, like, it's not a catch, because this happened in at the end of Shadowbringers, if we get a bite, because we'll know roughly, like, oh, this is a new bite in this hole. The criteria doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. If we know that, it is like that horde depending on that like just sending <laughs> on that a rank from earlier just yeah. like everybody if it is at two o'clock in the afternoon in eorzea during a dust storm after like a heat wave in Amorang, um like there will be a hundred people there across the entire game trying to mimic that one fish yeah that one catch oh.
4: So you mentioned a couple times thinking about kind of this topic, and then we'll we'll probably push on to heirs and aquariums so you can talk yep. about it a bit. But um, you mentioned a few times today that the firmament race was deeply painful. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, very much so.
4: I wanted to ask you because there's been a lot of talk about the fact that like we may see another restoration whether that be with like garlamald or something else that this it seems like maybe a style of content that they want to introduce moving forward as they kind of termed it like end game content for crafters gatherers so do you feel like with Firmament, did you like the way it was? Do you feel like that pain of it was something that you enjoyed ultimately? Or do you think there could be changes that could make something like this more rewarding, especially from a fishing standpoint, as endgame content?
3: Um, I think there's a there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the issue with the Firmament was it was a one time thing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Which made it extremely exclusive and extremely um, competitive. Especially like after the first ranking, when everyone was like, "Yeah, fishing was easy. You can get your title easy with fishing." It was not the case in the second one. Like you had to fight for it, um, because it was only like a ten day thing that happened once,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and and that made it really, really stressful for folks who were really trying to get saint of the firmament and didn't want to do crafting or stuff because fishing in my mind next to botany and mining was probably like the easiest thing to do if not easier because you didn't move
5: mm-hmm. you didn't
3: have to follow a route there wasn't two different routes you could take like one wasn't more optimal it was literally all right what's a good fish for points that one okay here's how you do it and there was optimization within that like there was ways of doing that with you know timers thing All right, if it mm-hmm. hasn't been after 23 seconds reel it in and go again um but because it had that sense of oh it was easy everybody was doing it mm-hmm. and it became super stressful like to the point where you had to be doing this for like 16 hours a day to yeah. get into the top 10 and um it was rough um, yeah. mainly because like, I mean, you were still pulling, even if you weren't doing 16 hour days, you could easily pull hundred thousand points a day Yeah. and some other jobs didn't even get that in 10 days. Yeah. So Fisher is the one that's pulling out. Like I think what I'll have to correct me in chat, but the, I think like the world record for the, uh, for a single firm firmament, firmament season for fishing was five mil. Ooh. Jeez. Um, which if you take all of the scores and all of the points of every job and class for the firmament across all of the rankings, fishing will be in the top 100 almost every time. It, like, almost every slot, every time. Um, because it was so... Lucrative, yeah. Yeah, it was lucrative. and You see a lot of bots there now. Mm. Um, farming up sky building script, because you could... Um, Oh, there it was. It was two point six nine million for a single mm. phase. Um, nice. Uh,
0: Not nice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, the guy, the guy who is in chat right now, who is one of the two people who did that. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm
0: so sorry, friend. But also, good job. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, but uh, it was just really intense. The point where it was like physically exhausting and people like we, the, the the one thing with the fishing community is that we understand how difficult and frustrating it can be. So we always look out for each other. And there was a lot of yelling of go the fuck to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, stop what you're doing. Um. So, do yeah, you like, think a, a series or seasonal type of firmament might be the answer then? I think
3: keeping the firmament as it was would be fine. I think a more interest, well, I think it wouldn't like lore wise, I don't think Mm -hmm. it would make sense to have it be seasonal. Sure. The one-off made sense to me. Mm -hmm. I think it should be a a little longer and or it's like you get X amount of time or something to like turn it in. So like, you don't have to be grinding 16 hours a day and you can do it whenever you want. Ah. So like, ah, so I don't have to be sitting at my computer all day fishing. Um, mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, I need I only need an hour to to like record a good score for the day and that's what counts. Right. And like they only count like your best hour or something. I think mm-hmm. that would be great. Um, at least for fishing, because it I don't think that would work for anything else, but for fishing at least that would be right. that would be really a good healthy decision. What yeah. I would like to see though is ocean fishing rankings. Mm. And I think doing that seasonally. Would actually be a good way to get that that feeling of ocean, like that competitive fishing. Yeah. While still getting, while still making it kind of fair for everybody, because you can right. say like, all right, next five weeks is the next is like season one of ocean fishing. Whoever's in the top ten gets these prizes, um, and it just records whatever your best score was. Yeah. And um, it does. Section. It's not it, in, in in like a single voyage. So Say yeah. like one voyage you do twenty grand, it, that's what it puts you on. Okay, next voyage you do thirty grand. Okay, takes away the twenty grand, it puts on the thirty grand.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, that would be what I would really, really, really want to see.
5: Yeah,
3: because um, there's a lot of fun to that, and the scores can get pretty wild when you get really skilled in ocean fishing mm-hmm. and really knowledgeable. Because um, again, in chat, the same guy who got some of the top some of the top scores in the firmament. Uh, also currently holds what I believe is the highest record in ocean fishing, which was 52,936 points or something like that in a single voyage. Yeah, Amazing. The the, the high high tier tile, the here, the high tier title is only granted at 20 K.
1: Yeah. And people already struggle with that. It just, wow. it would mirror real life fishing competitions a little bit better as well, because usually they're time limited on a best score. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we can't really yeah.
3: do size because we can easily yeah. max out a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of their fish size and some of the skills just cut into that and make it really cool like that. But that's what I would like to see. But I don't, happen. I don't, I don't know if we'll see that, but I would love competitive ocean fishing. It'd be spoken we to get into more the world.
2: people into ocean fishing too.
3: Yeah, yeah, and there's already a ton of people ocean fishing, so. Yeah. Yeah i would i would be i've gotten like all but one of the ocean fishing achievements like i would be more inclined to just casually go on an ocean fishing voyage Mm -hmm. without needing to go just to get white script um yeah Yeah. and just to go and do that just to see where i stand
4: definitely definitely yeah let's talk then about the main attraction
2: yeah are we finally here <laughs> Two hours Even though we've already Again. talked about it a bunch, yeah, I'm sorry. we can skip some of it.
4: I'm well, sorry, I'm honest. not
0: sorry.
2: Some people yeah. think of an outline honest. as like a list. Our outline is like
4: it goes all over. Really wobbly, all
1: over. stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's because I, I made it this time. That's just it. A...
4: <laughs> no, this was great. Honestly, I'm glad that we got to talk about fishing in yes. general because the amount of podcasts that I think in the time at least that I've been here that we have done specifically about like. like a facet of just dedicated hand land. Like, I knew I wanted to talk with you not just about the aquarium, but also about fishing because it is something, and I think we all wanted to talk about it more too, that is such an incredible facet of the game that many people may not have even really discovered or they may have picked up at some point in Limsa and then just never actually looked into. Mm And to know that there is like a thriving community around this kind of content and that you yourself are kind of, you know, this big figurehead in it is really important because I, I think a lot more people can find content they really enjoy mm-hmm. in in this type of thing in the game um, if they haven't explored it before. So I'm glad we got to talk about it. But let's talk about the Aorzean Aquarium specifically. So can you tell us a little bit about the aquarium? And uh, I guess just intro it for a second here. We've got the location and stuff like that. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, this is a physical location. Plot 59, Ward 16, The Lavender Beds, Marlboro. So Crystal DC, um, open 24 seven. And what would you say just about the aquarium?
3: So the aquarium is uh, basically this single house. It's a small house, but it holds every single aquarium fish that can be put into an aquarium, um, on display, and it's across uh, 24 different exhibits. Uh, we call the private rooms; they're they're in the private rooms, but we call them exhibits. Uh, there's over about 100 100 fish tanks. They're all tier four, so like they're the biggest fish tanks that we can fit. We have max size for all those, and uh, in the end, I think it's about a, over 180 fish, um, all hand caught. I would like to add. We we, we didn't buy any of these off the market board. And that sounds really impressive until you look at most fishers retainers and we basically had them all already. (laughs) I think I had to go and catch like six. um, Like six common tier junk fish. But it has, it's, yeah, it's, it's just a small house in Marlboro that has all, like that just happens to have every single fish on it.
0: It's a great plot for it though. It's the one yes. on the island like with the we, waterfall and everything.
3: Mm-hmm. We were gifted that 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 wow. that, oh, awesome. that house. We didn't actually even have to fight for it either. Um Yeah, so let's uh, <laughs>
5: all
3: right. Origin story of the aquarium.
5: Yeah. Cuz yeah. that's,
3: that's like this is the in my mind I think it's a really fun story. Um back in like March, I was as i as i had mentioned earlier i had just finished my master's degree so i had a ton of free time and i was really interested in making a like a venue of some sort kind of like making a proper guild hall for fishers lounge to kind of come and hang out and people could come if they're new and get bait get like the rare baits that they might not be able to access yet um get tips, tricks, help, and just as like a place, like a center place for us to hold events, just fishing events. And on on an offhand comment in the fish court, I was like, hey, you know, an, an enterprising FC could use private rooms to show off all the fish because the fish tank limit, you can only have six in a small aquarium, um or sorry, six in a small house, eight and lo- and eight and ten for a medium and a large, four in private rooms and apartments. Um I was like, you know, you could somebody could do this. And everyone was like, okay, I'm making ults for it already.
2: <laughs> That's a great idea.
3: And I'm like, on but I don't know if I want to do you're doing this right now.
2: <laughs> you are an you know, Theoretically, lead. we could maybe somebody, not us, could and go. <laughs> it was before i could
3: finish it was like i'm already making i'm already making alts on marlboro um and within three hours we probably had at least 10 or 15 people who were like yeah let's go do it and then uh soon after that we had the house which was donated to us um by this housing community called little sun uh, housing community Mm -hmm. based on crystal and it is their goal get these houses from people who don't use them and then give them to people who do.
1: Mm. That's so great. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. So they have all these houses and they're like, yeah, do you want a medium? It, like they give me a menu. <laughs> they want like, <laughs> oh, you want one? Okay. So I can do one in the Imperium, but we have the small and lavender beds. And I was like, ah, uh, hold on a second. This was like hours, like, yeah. like within hours of this happening. And I'm still like trying to wrangle out like, Okay, cool. We're making an aquarium now. What's this going to be? And I went to the plot. and I'm like, okay, it's an island next to a waterfall. You can mm-hmm. fish off of it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Done. Take it. And it was in a starting area, too, so anybody could just show up. Mm-hmm. You could have an all You could run down. It wasn't like the Imperium where we needed to set up, or, or Shirogane, where we needed to set up like a, like a teleport mm-hmm. um, or a taxi of some sort. You just show up in Gridania and just run. Um, and we we told people you can make an alt and just run down you don't have to level um So anyways, that was April uh, 3rd or something wow. like that um we got started and then May 1st we opened kind of impromptu. we were actually shooting for May 13th 14th ish but I made a tweet because I've been I was kind of being coy with it. I didn't have a ton of followers at the time. I maybe had like a hundred followers on Twitter. It wasn't like a massive amount. So I was being kind of like coy and like, ha ha tee hee, funny, funny. I didn't want to spoil it. But I posted a picture of the of the private room menu. saying, Hey, have you ever seen a fish or a, a house full of fish? Every fish? And it just took off. That tweet just <laughs> was like straight into the stratosphere. And I'm like, okay, we need to ride this. <laughs> and so I threw together the trailer um, that I based off of Amnesius Ander and mm-hmm. the Anaders, um and posted to Twitter. And I was like, all right, introducing the Aerosene Aquarium, 21 rooms, every fish in the game. Here's the address, come visit. And we were thinking maybe we'd get like, we knew it was something special. We knew it was unique. And we're like, yeah, maybe 50 people will show up. And then we'll have a nice quiet night and we'll go on and we'll just do stuff with it we got 50 instantly wow 500 in the first eight hours and by my estimates we were at about a thousand visitors through the entire thing within the first 24. wow we went from zero to like nine thousand likes in the book in 12 hours wow wow um and it was and this is when we started learning some things like there's a cap on the number of messages you can have in a book oh we found that out in about 30 minutes <laughs> and um stuff like people are willing to give you money just because you own this and they're like this is great can i get make a donation what oh uh yeah sure cool and they're like i'm thinking like 10 grand no here's a mill. So like take some money and so our like it was me and another guy and a, a few other people Kind of funded it. The whole aquarium cost like maybe fifteen mil, like in total. I was mm. planning to fund it all myself, but other people were like, "Yeah, I'll throw in some money." Fifteen mil, and we made that back in three hours. Wow! Wow! Um We were, and it, it just it just kept going. Like I would wake up the next day, and there would still be twenty people just h- hanging out in the lobby. And if there's 20 people in the lobby, there's at least five times that in the rooms. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, crap. Okay, I guess we've done something special. And people were asking for, like, do you have a gift shop? Do you have a touch tank? I love the gift shop. It's so cute. It's so great. <laughs> so the gift shop. It, so so we added that. I should I should add. Um we launched with 21 rooms, and then the guy who was going to make the 22nd room was like, I was like, no, let's just wait until like this week you can do it. And then we were like, oh, crap, there's a ton of people here. Yeah, go ahead and make it. <laughs> go ahead and make it. We spun out a, a, like, a, a new room. We announced it in the lobby, which was a mistake. <laughs> because immediately <laughs> everybody went to this room. <laughs> and there's, have you ever seen... Like thirty people in a private room before I have. Oh it's God. crowded.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the crowd noise comes up, and you should never hear that in a private room. Wow. So, so that week we were like, all right, let's take stock of what's going on. One guy like counting how many likes we were getting, and he each day was like, every morning, he's like, all right, here's how many likes we got the previous day. Doing all this data had like twenty five thousand likes in like maybe the first day or two or something like that Whoa. between the whole thing between, across all the rooms it was like an average of 500 per room or something the highest was like three grand um we started building the touch tank which we launched the, the following week somebody made an alt named the Aorzean aquarium which miraculously was not stolen and started crafting stuff to put in the gift shop so that when oh, you so it has the label of Aorsian Aquarium when you buy it and set so up all the retainers weird. and we set that up and then um and then we and then we did some final touches on stuff we got uniforms and we added like the little crest that one mechanic in the game that no one ever uses mm-hmm. we used it um so we have like all the uniforms if they're in the FC at least because we have some people who volunteer but aren't in the FC. And so they all get the crest they all so we all have like the same like South Sea pants like caskin shoes and survival shirt with the little fish logo on it. and everyone was like that's so great. this is so cute like that next weekend we had like another few hundred people we another wave. Tweet hit like eight thousand likes, four thousand retweets, half a million people saw all this stuff, and we're just kind of sitting here, like at the end of, uh, at the end of Avengers, in like a shawarma shop, going, "What the hell just <laughs> happened?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and we didn't need a billboard. Um, yeah, who knew? Um,
4: oh my gosh, the deep cut.
3: But um yeah so that's kind of how we got started and then we were just like all right cool let's start our first event and then we did an event and we launched new rooms and we did more events and that was it still blows my mind that that was only two months ago right that's pretty it feels feels like it's been like six
4: yeah i mean that's incredible i mean it just goes to show that so many people wanted something like this, and that the social and community aspects of 14 are so popular. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you think about how the community likes to come together to see things, to celebrate parts of the game, or even just to spend their time uniquely while they're logged in, I mean, this is just such a huge testament to that. Uh, Getting it all set up sounds like it was kind of a wild ride that just went super fast, and everything just sort of started happening, but— 28 days. Gosh, you might say just—
3: 28 days later
4: rode the wave. Rode the wave. Yeah. You rode the
3: wave. Good one. <laughs> what, what
4: were some of the challenges that you've found as you've continued to grow or expand and as this has sort of become something, which, you know, maybe you didn't even realize the full scope when you started of what exactly that would be?
3: Uh, There's a lot of stuff. I think a lot of it was conveying of information. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of people asking questions about like, how do you, what are these fit. Well, they're in the message book. We needed to like be able to say like, "Hey, the fish is in the message book." Like we list in the like the word from the creator, fish, and mm-hmm. um, and so it, it was a lot of communication challenges because people would come in and be like, "Is this it? Did you go to the private rooms?" And then they run over and go, "Oh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
0: that's missing a lot
5: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs)
3: um some of the other like you would think like getting the fish would be the challenge but like i said like we had them all already Mm -hmm. like even the rare ones i in the fish court i was like hey here's the fish we need and then i would just start listing it out and be like i got you like i got it (laughs) i got three don't worry about it um and so like the challenges ended up being those little things, like just communicating, um, working within housing limits, mm-hmm. um, trying to really trying to convey the feelings that we wanted to get. Especially with the touch tank,
1: mm-hmm. there
3: is no like you cannot have anybody outside the owner of the room interact with any object, despite if it's interactable or not. So we were like, how are we going to design a touch tank? That encourages people to interact without them actually interacting and that's kind of the design we ended up was the one that you see there with like the really low pond that people can actually go ahead and jump in it's it's a virtual aquarium we don't care you can go jump and play dead in the pond <laughs> um
1: not recommend it for for non yeah please don't do, yeah, that, for, in, don't not yeah. do that in, <laughs> a, real in a
3: real aquarium but like <laughs> fake aquariums like yeah go right on ahead we can do that and that was kind of the other thing of like finding a balance between a real-life aquarium. We, we, we want to replicate that feeling. And we have, as far as we can tell, um, but also making it feel like something that fits in Eorzea, something that would actually fit in the game, um, something that the, like, the nature society of Charlian would fund. Mm-hmm. um really something that is that realistic feeling there that you could have and and join and be a part of um so that's been the big challenge is really mm-hmm. kind of the creative aspects of it
2: i th- i think you know working with with what was available to you like using the guest book as a as like a placard to display information i thought that was really clever like i would have never thought to use yeah it we
3: had we had a secondary idea with that and we ended up shoving the idea because logistically, it became a headache, um, was we were actually going to lock the message book, and then write in the comments as mm. ourselves, more mm. information about the fish. Mm. And so you would have multiple pages you could flip through and be like, all right, here's all the fish. And then like the first top comment would be like, Oh, this fish is native to Lenosha and like see Um, like those types of things. Uh, we decided not to do that because it was a bit of a pain to put together and people really just wanted to leave their comments on the rooms. And I mm-hmm. wanted, I really wanted the creators of each of those rooms to be able to get that moment to shine mm-hmm. with people. And so we decided to pull that away. We just left it in the, in the thing. And then, um, we set up a card and we just put all that information in the card. Mm-hmm
0: also really like um all of the fish portraits in each room that really yep. really makes it feel very aquarium like too because you know they have those giant placards that have all the information yeah, yeah, even though you can't put the information on there the picture really i think yeah. fills it in
3: visually anyhow there's there's a lot of like any fish can be put onto a print I And mean, if it can be put into an aquarium um even some minions which was kind of fun to, to learn uh, certain minions that you can fish up Uh, that are directly fished up, such as, like, the castaway Chocobo chick Mm. or the magic bucket. Um, You can put (laughs) them onto fish prints. And the castaway Chocobo uh, chick's print is just, like, like you put on this baby Chocobo, you put ink on its feet and just let it run across the frame. That's cute. And then the magic bucket, the magic Uh. bucket, you're like, how do you do the magic bucket? You just... T- you flip the bucket upside down, put it into ink, put it onto the frame, and you just get a circle. <laughs> <laughs> I amazing.
4: love that so much. That's so cute.
3: Yeah, so we actually use that to our advantage in the, the shark room. Um, talking more about like conveying information, one mm-hmm. of the things being a, like by um, my master's degree is in instructional design. I, I work in education, online education. And one of the things that I really want to do with this aquarium is start teaching not only about video game fish, but eventually start tying that into, you know, there's a lot of parallels between the video game fish and real fish. And here's what's going on with the real fish Mm -hmm. and start talking about that a bit more. And, um, so with the shark room, we kind of did something like that too, where we showed like, here's like a funnel shark and underneath it is here's some stuff that, that it it that it eats, and we found a balance between like real life uh, basking sharks. Like, what do they eat? They're generally filter feeders. They just open their mouth, and whatever comes in, they eat. Funnel sharks are very similar, except the lore called out that they actually found a chocobo saddle in one of them, so that's why we have the chocobo chick print <laughs> underneath this giant funnel shark. Um, so, bringing in some of that education stuff is kind of the next challenge too. Is how mm. do we convey? This information of education in a way that makes sense in the aquarium in game with the housing items under a hundred housing yes. slots. Right. I
0: really like the map that you had in that room. It yes. took me a second. I was like, what are the chess pieces up here? And then I look and that same color is on the map, and I'm like, I instantly understand. <laughs> yeah,
3: that <laughs> one we we did that in the the Thavnair in the touch tank room too, where if you look on the sides, we have maps on the walls. And the pins for where all the f- all the small prints are—that's where those fish are actually from.
2: Ooh. That's incredible. I that is, have, like, I'm gonna have to go cool. back and look really cool. at that again. It's
3: one of those details that you look at, and only certain people are going to notice. And mm-hmm. we're okay with that. Yeah. Like I was
2: already <laughs> blown away by a lot, like like the stack of towels in the touch tank room. Like it's such a small the sink. thing. The sink, you gotta <laughs> yeah. have a sink. Yeah, it's just those. But I mean, the fact that there's even more, like, oh my gosh, that's yeah, crazy. I love it. I love it.
3: We we put a lot of details into a lot of these rooms, like the the new ocean, uh, not the new ocean fishing room, the first room. I just redid one of my rooms, um, which was the first Ocean room, and beforehand it was like, eh, you're in a building. There's a stone pathway. And then I was like, okay, cool. They've added these log pillars, so now I can pull off the under the boardwalk feel that I wanted. Mm. Mm. And putting that like under the boardwalk feel. So that's kind of like the details now that we're adding in is this level of immersion of mm. you can actually kind of feel like you're now with the fish.
2: Yeah, I, you know, and I, and I wanted to ask about that too because I mean, obviously, there's 24 different rooms, right? Done by a lot of different people and and on on their alts. Um, how does like the design of the room work? Like obviously a lot of it, right. You kind of have like a, a template, like here's kind of where the tanks are going to go. Um, but then is, is a lot of that just up to the, the other player on how they want to kind of design it?
3: Yeah, I didn't uh, partially because it would have been way too time consuming and partially because I really wanted the owners of the room to feel like they owned the room. Sure. Um, We had a base template. So you'll notice like a lot of the rooms are like the the channel feel where they have the four tanks on they're like on each side, or two on each side and they're all in kind of the same thing. We had that base template built and I was like everyone you got to build that base template and then you can build off of that however you want. You can modify it, change it just as long as it's in that rough shape. And so that was basically how I told everyone's like as long as you do this, as long as there's a message book, you have the names in it and the the room is set to public and your greeting says like fish of whatever region you're in, go hog wild on whatever you want to do. And I think that that was a really big like key part of its I want to say like success in
2: mm-hmm. a way is
3: that we I really just let people go and do what they wanted. Yeah. Um you wanted to add Moogles into your fish tank because we didn't have any fish to push put in the tank and didn't want to duplicate it? Okay! That makes sense, because you're in, like, the Sea of Clouds and, and, yeah. like, and like, the yep. Churning Mists. Um, there's a lot of, like, little details, too. I know um, the Saltwater Norvrant room was based on all of um, Amarat. Mm. So there's, like, mm-hmm. little details in there, too, that we've kind of left with, like, the style and the design and Costa del yes, Sol. Like,
5: yeah, the,
3: the 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 third room is one of like the is a an ocean room, and it's it was recently renovated. Like you know, what do you want to do? We'll do Costa del Sol. So they remade it to look like Costa del Sol, and at the back there is basically the bar that you see when you jump into Costa del Sol, and you kind of walk forward, you see like this like sign with like the fish and all that stuff. We tried to replicate that as much as we could.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, it was and really music cool going. and the music too. Music yeah, is the music other is thing. Yeah, it, it's so cool going between the rooms, and it's just you know such a difference, right? I, I think my my favorite one was probably uh, the I think it's like the Giovanni hinterlands room where it's all like the Alexander theme, like steampunk, the pipes and the steam. Yeah, the goblet. Like, one, it's yeah. the goblet. Like it's so cool. Like I love how themed they are. Like yeah, everybody that does one, such a great job on those. That
3: one was actually done the day before the. Two days before maintenance we we came up and we were like uh the, the guy the owner of the room hosts this weekly event and i was i was there and i was like he was like oh, i kind of want to they kind of they, they were thinking like i just want to change the room up a little bit beforehand i was like oh you're Travania. oh what if we did like an aquarium inside of alexander and they're just like you could feel their eyes just go
5: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then that's where we went. So we after we finished the event, went straight back to the aquarium and we we're like, all right, what do you need? That's great. And we kind of with like the idea of like, oh, just the, the goblins made it. And that's why it's a little wonky in some places. And mm-hmm. and like that's why they're all over and all that stuff. Yeah, so.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, we 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 talked about some of the finer details, but I mean some of the more obvious ones are really cool too. The uh the ocean fishing rooms with the spectral fish. You've got the uh the, the projector auroras. of the auroras behind it because mm-hmm. yeah. spectral fish it's just,
3: the I love one it. of the little <laughs> ones that no one picks up on a handful of people pick up on um in the sea of clouds room in one of the like one of those rooms sitting on the table next to the message book is a sandwich i and noticed then, that
2: i saw the sandwich Do you
3: know do you know what the name of the sandwich is
0: i know i guess not
3: the bismarck uh, okay yeah oh yep, my god that's right yep so you put so it's like we can't get bismarck in here, so we'll just put the sandwich in <laughs> hilarious
2: okay. I, I mean i me and my my wife we we went through and looked at all this stuff uh and and we're like why is there just like a sandwich there all right uh, yeah know, i didn't yeah. even think about yeah, it to... but like we, we we saw the sandwich but now that's, that's, a, that's generally
3: what a lot of people get and they that's look great. and they'll look it up later and they'll be like
0: uh. oh
5: <laughs> I think really uh,
0: my favorite room was probably is the second one because it's all. um Sasha room. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sasha priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm really into Limsa Limensa and really? that whole <laughs> area.
2: I don't think that's ever yeah. come up before. Yeah.
0: Wow. yeah. Oh.
3: No, but that, I thought um, that's that where all was my alts start
2: now. Because,
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: like, if I make an alt, it's Limsa. Go, oh, fruity! We need you to make an alt for for this. Okay, let's go do that. <laughs> and it starts in limps up because in thirty minutes I can start fishing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, obviously, I love. Oh, go, oh,
4: ahead.
2: go ahead. No, no. Oh go ahead. no!
4: I was just okay. Gonna say- I'm gonna go. Just kidding. <laughs> I was just going to say that you've seen traffic, you mentioned even the traffic that you saw when it first opened up and everything else, but uh, recently as well, the Namazu event that you did that we were talking about earlier, which was kind of an incentive for people to come and do this little scavenger hunt around the aquarium now that DC Travel has opened up. So have you found that DC Travel has like affected the visitors the amount of people that are coming has it been like a big thing with everybody being able to finally make it if they were on different dcs
3: we haven't had a quiet moment yet (laughs) um it's like maybe twice since dc travel opened have i gone into the aquarium and had nobody there and it's usually like when i'm up early right before work at like 7 a.m
0: But in the morning, yeah.
3: But it, like like way in the morning. And as soon as it opened up, though, because um, I, I, I knew like, you know, DC Travel was coming out. I was going to put out like a new tweet
1: mm-hmm. announcement
3: saying, hey, reintroducing it because we renovated the entirety of the inside. like The lobby and the basement were, uh, basement less so, but like generally everything was just completely overhauled. Um, redid the entire style of that area made it brighter, bigger, taller feeling. And then we had like 20%, like 20-25% of the exhibits were renovated mm. in, in like the weeks leading up to DC travel. So I was like, oh, well, I got to announce all this. And so we did and just, new, took it right back <laughs> off again. And I'm sitting like at work, getting like a slash, Slack message from the staff going, oh, there's like 50 people outside. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, oh, crap. Here we go again, and it just hasn't stopped again.
1: I um, um I will mention just in passing that is actually how this the show started because when I saw it, I am also in that Slack organization, and I was like, "Wait a second, you are the person who did it." Yeah, we have I, to. I learned um, you're not the first person to have that
3: happen. I mean, it's actually been interesting how the aquarium has connected. We like has connected people. Uh-huh. Um. Some of the staff live like an hour away from me. Nice. Um, we learned. Oh. Uh, someone from the staff's fiance also works at our organization. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, I'm mentioning it, it's like, hey, I did something over the weekend. He goes, oh, your fruity snack. <laughs> My fiance has been like raving about the aquarium.
2: I absolutely love that kind of small world stuff. Like, yeah. It's so good.
3: And it's, it's just been like the DC, like DC travel. I know it's going to taper off and I don't, I'm not saying this to encourage people to not show up, but I'm also looking for the day for when it's finally quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So we can kind of just like chill out and do something else kind of focus on stuff. Cause we have like, I, we have plans for the North American Eorzean aquarium planned out until november we have yes. an event every month until november
1: planned wow. out that that segues directly into the the next question which was <laughs> I know, <but> you're welcome <laughs>
3: which was me trying he to just, get any knew. scoop we
1: could like i it's such a great it, it's just such a great community moment and i know that you're constantly looking at ways to expand it so what's coming up for the aquarium
3: Okay, so a lot. Yeah. Um in the short term, um yeah. I'm not going to say exactly what because it's I'm of not course. I'm not going to say cuz it's actually not for us to announce, uh, but we are doing stuff with LunarCon. Oh, cool. At okay. LunarCon. So we will be at LunarCon and there will be some stuff that we're doing for LunarCon. Um but I will let those be announced
5: mm-hmm. when they
3: come out. Um so be on the lookout for that cuz that's going to be actually really fun. Um and something I will I will tease it in saying that mm-hmm. it is something that a lot of people have asked for. Mm. So um we will be getting that. Oh nice. Um and like I said, new events. So we have uh let's see, we'll have an event in August for Moonfire Fair. Mm. um most likely and that's already planning we're already currently planning that to be like our largest event yet in terms of just square footage ah okay um and then september we'll have another event that's gonna be a little chill but it's gonna be more geared towards uh newer fishers and then october i'm really excited for because it was the first event that I've actually planned before the aquarium even launched. I Mm. knew that come October, we were going to have an event called All Tanks Wake, (laughs) and it was going to be Halloween-themed, and we have the perfect idea for it, and it's going to be amazing when it comes out, and I'm hoping to work with a couple of other people on it to make it just that much better. Yeah, Um, But it'll be... Similar but different to the Namazoo event. If Mm. you want a little bit of a hint, it's going to be a bit more, uh, less looking. It's going to be some looking and a lot more thinking in this case.
5: Mm. Um,
3: Mm. that one, I'm I'm really, really excited for that one. Um, and then November and December, we'll get to those later. Yeah. But, uh, we'll probably have something going on through the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And that's just North America. Yeah. We're not done yet. <laughs> um, uh, I'm happy to say, it's, it's not like uh, exclusive, but I haven't really said it on this scale before. Mm-hmm. I am happy to say that we are building a full-fledged Eorzean Aquarium on Spriggan on uh-huh. the new servers. That's about 50% of the way done. Awesome. Um, wow. And we just won the lotto for a house on Sophia, on Materia, and so we'll actually have a smaller venue that we're going to be calling a Discovery Center, um, which will be uh, like maybe five or six exhibits. It'll be kind of like a demo of the, of the mm. aquarium. And we will have that going on in Sofia with the, atten- with the intention of it becoming a full-fledged aquarium as well. Mm. Um, wow. If somebody has a spare house on Tonberry, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Um, so, like, and then on top of that, like, we're talking tours. Yeah. Um, I kind of just started prototyping out one of those to some coworkers last night. Um, and we're planning that. Like, a lot of people have come in and they're like, I don't really fish, but I love giving tours. And I'm like, okay, we're doing tours. A lot of people have asked for those. Mm. So we'll, we'll probably set up a system for tours. And um, we're going to be setting up a system for if you want to have like a large group come and you'd like to request some staff on hand, uh, we'll be setting up a system for that to request as well because we've gotten like three in the past week. Wow. Um, just to come in. And they're usually just heads up. Like It's not like, hey, can you do this for us? It'll be like, hey, I'm bringing 20 people. Is that okay? Right. Yeah, sure. I don't care. But thank you for the heads up. I appreciate that. Um, and then... All of the events that we're talking about, we're also hopefully going to be doing that on Europe and Oceania as well. So, like, we're just taking this, and as I call, as I called the moment when I looked at like the staff on our Discord, like the staff role, and it was like, when did we get sixty people?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and we just called that the "Oopsie, we got bigger" moment. Um, <laughs> And and yeah, and like on top of that, like we have us like we have an RP bar that's open every Saturday to support people who want to do RP. Uh so many other things going on. Right. Like uh, we're doing stuff with uh some musicians. <laughs> nice. Uh that will be in a few months. And I'm uh
0: I'm being told by Out of Many that there are puns in the menu for the bar, so check that yes.
3: out. Uh, the fish ponds run abound and then on top of all of that on top of all of that we're currently planning two and a half with that half one being one that i actually haven't told the staff yet because it's mine and it's private and i'm still figuring it out um new museums that aren't aquariums but are similar oh. in style so i will say that we do have the big one is what we're calling project gem and it is the Grand orizium museum of fine art Oh nice. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Which is currently being which is currently bigger than all of the other aquariums because there's a lot of art in this game and oh, not yeah. all of it's cataloged.
1: Mm, yeah. So
3: basically what I'm trying to say is I am maybe about a year out from world domination of just museums.
4: Yep. <laughs> like it. Oh my gosh,
3: all um, right.
0: Are you please gonna- look forward to it? Yeah, are you gonna put together like some name like the smithsonian to just cover all of? yeah
3: so, so yes, yes. <laughs> right now it's the the aorzean museum network okay. um mm. and there will be network subsets under that. that all aluminum. the aquariums all the under all the all the aquariums will be part of uh the aorzean aquarium network and then if the if if the fine art museum and some of the other ones get branches then they'll get their own as well but yeah no we're I have recognized that there's a desire even outside of the aquarium for more general venues. And I really loved making these. A lot of the people who are working on the aquarium are really psyched to do that. And so I'm hoping that we'll be able to deliver even more than just fish.
2: That's crazy. I love it. It's it's, really cool. We, you know, we, we talk all the time about, um, You know, housing and how we'd love to see instance housing and stuff. And not a lot of people make use of like the neighborhood stuff. But I think something like this, especially with a publicly accessible FC house with these rooms, uh, it's such a great example of what you can do with the system that is in the game right now. Because I mean, thinking, you know, back when they designed this housing stuff, Yoshida was like, yeah, we should make it so that people could make an aquarium.
3: (laughs) We did find out that Square Enix is aware of the aquarium.
2: I was like the big shining
3: moment yesterday when someone was like, "Ah, I know that like, "Ah." Um, (laughs) but like the big goal with the aquarium and all of these venues is to be a public resource. Like that is at at the core of it all. They're all not for profit. Um, All the money that we get donated doesn't go to me. It doesn't go to any of the volunteers. It stays in our FC chest and then we give it back to people who need it, like the new fishers. We're setting up like a new fisher fund. So if you're under say like level 70 or something, we don't have the details yet, but we're gonna be like, all right, 15 million gill. If you like show up at the aquarium and say, Hey, I need, I'm trying to fish. I need some new gear I, or I need this bait. We will get it to you for free. No questions asked. And so we're really trying to turn all these things into public resources to better the community. Um, like the Oceana one, the Oceania uh, Aquarium is really leaning into, with its design, it's leaning into like the Great Barrier Reef and the stuff that mm. makes up the APAC region that defines that as a way to really build up and give a sense of ownership to that community to then help the, that community grow because it's new, it's fledgling, yeah. people are still moving mm. in. So they're really hoping to use that aquarium as a rock for people to come in and say hey final fantasy is a good game and this server is great or this dc is great you should come mm-hmm. join. And that's it. I mean that's kind of the whole goal is just we are we do this because we love doing it and we want to give back to people.
2: Oh, here's you know here's here's an important comment or question here in the chat. Yeah, is that. there an official mascot? Ooh.
3: Official mascot? mascot no unofficial it's going to be a toss up between warden of the seven hues the Cupfish named fred and pog shark <laughs> yeah. great
4: choices there three solid yeah. choices. Maybe we
3: should have a vote maybe, that, maybe we'll do there a vote I'll, I'll put there a vote up <laughs> on, on twitter and see which one is is actually
0: do uh do yours, like an, an art contest it. get people to design it for you
5: oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah so we like yeah, to enable
3: yeah there's a lot going on and my the biggest challenge right now is keeping it in scope and not getting people burned out right yeah <laughs>
5: it's
3: like right. as soon as you burn out you ruin it and mm-hmm. i'm like there are times when i've looked at people and be like go do something else for like a week yeah including myself i have been told that multiple times <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like the aquarium's great, but what if we did like one for fine arts? Maybe take a break. <laughs> yeah, Come back like there's to also like over. plants that you could grow. We got the we could do like just like a bunch of like botanical a botanical, things, botanical garden. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that was taught that was discussed. Yeah, um, that would probably fit into a natural history museum, which is the secret one that I haven't revealed the plans to, oh, to the my. staff yet. I have it kind of already scratched out. Like this is what the rooms would be. Oh, my oh man. So. Uh-huh. It's just been wow. fun. I just, I just enjoy, apparently I enjoy making aquarium, uh, museums and aquariums, so.
4: You have a real talent for it, and so does everybody else that's been a part of this and supporting it. I mean, it's incredible to hear because you know in these situations that, like, you need people that are pushing this forward, you need people that have these incredible ideas, and the background and education that you have, which I think has really taken this to the next level. Uh, but you also then need those people that just make it happen mm-hmm. that, you know, are there and the volunteers and everybody that's contributing and donating fish in the in the fish cord, like you were saying, or showing up or offering things like these tours. So it is definitely something where I think a lot of times in the community we can get into our own little pockets, or we think that you know one person achieves these things. But to see how, when we all come together as a community, and we all uh, you know agree to try and do something we are excited about and passionate about, and to have people that are really pushing that forward, there is so much that can be done in this game and worldwide. It's in- incredible. It's incredible.
3: It's... I am continually amazed at the stuff that I see now. Like, now that the aquarium has been built, I'm having people come to me and saying, hey, I made this. Like, there is actually a fish museum and history museum on Chaos, on Louis Spa. that is amazing. And we're going to be highlighting those soon. The Japanese data centers have a bunch of, not like they're, they're aquariums, but they're not like our aquarium where it's every fish, but they're what we would kind of call like designer aquariums. And they're also equally as cool the one on uh, Fenrir is named Aquarium Gratis. And if you can get to Fenrir and get into Shiragana, it's amazing to go look at. Um, and there's a guy who does like open bard nights, and he has a large house that's set up for people to just come in and show off their bard skills if you want to do it with a macro or midi or by hand. And um, so there's a lot of stuff there, and I'm hoping that with... The aquarium moving forward, a lot of them also get to be moved forward as well
1: because mm-hmm. it's not
3: all 18 plus lounges and bars and casinos.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: exactly. So, awesome.
2: yeah. Um, and again, uh, if you want to check out the Aorzine Aquarium, that's Crystal Data Center, Marlboro, Lavender Beds, Ward 16, Plot 59, 24 rooms, 180 fish. And some hidden Namazu, if you want yeah that's a lot of fish take a look yeah. while you're in those rooms uh and a pretty- not
0: hidden Namazu. your your front desk guy is a Namazu, and he's, his vision follows you as you move around yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that actually came with the event um okay. but yeah the namazoo i will tease that one of the future exhibits will actually uh, corral
2: all of the Namazu. oh nice i can't wait <laughs> i love it i love it uh Fruity, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you for it's, having me. I, I coming yeah.
3: up with almost three hours of fishing now.
2: This <laughs> yeah. has been you know, it's it's like when I you know, I joked when we had ocean fishing introduced into the game. I'm like, if you had have told me I would have spent so much time ocean fishing of all things in this game, I wouldn't have believed you. I have had so much fun with this discussion. I have learned yeah. things I I never even knew about. Um we aren't going eight hours. I would love that. No. <laughs> we could. I have no <laughs> yeah. doubt I mean, that we We're not going
4: eight hours yet, but yes. look forward to maybe if we can have you on again. I would love to talk more to about fishing on. and lore and everything yeah. else. Yeah.
3: I would love to do a lore cast just based around stuff on fish or like even theories that people have. And then I can come yeah. in and be like, yeah, the fish already answered that, like back in heaven's word.
2: <laughs> all these, all these long and, life questions. The new no, museums the fish are open these. too. Yeah, definitely absolutely yep. absolutely all right uh was there anything else uh that you wanted to mention here anything you want to plug if i
3: guess if anyone does you know if you swing by the aquarium you're like man i really want to help out just hit me up on like discord um i'm in the fish cord or i'm in the or and aquarium discord um or you can tweet me on fisher on fisher at fisher fruity that my DMs are open. Um, so if you want to help out, let me know. Like I I don't think I've ever said no to a volunteer because I totally can use more bodies <laughs> yeah. um to help out and do more. And if you think that there's something cool that you want to do that the Aorsian aquarium can be a bed for that, also let me know. I would be happy to help kind of support those.
2: Awesome. Alright, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're definitely going to have uh, to to follow up once uh, some yeah. of the other stuff happens. I, I, this, it's awesome. I love it. I love everything about this. Um, if you want, you can find me on all the social medias at rafeldurg, R-O-F-L-D-R-G. Zen, where can they find you?
0: Uh, okay, so my Twitter is anidra underscore and my Twitch is strawberry buff or uh, Charles and I do D and D podcast called Plus One Shot Plus. That's the word. One, One the, the number. number shot the, the word. word. Yep. And then all of that goes over to YouTube. Listen,
1: we just we hey, know. you can't put a plus sign. We know it's, it's, it's HTML. You can't have it's, a plus sign. It's it's catchy. We just we all know now. And when I <laughs> will always. I
0: Yes, when I designed, I designed the logo and I was like, ah, I'm going to go with the plus sign. It'll be great. And then afterwards I was like, ah, I screwed myself. You cannot use that symbol anywhere.
2: <laughs> Just breaks things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Aldino, you know,
1: where do people hopefully. find you on the World Wide Web? Here and only here. Uh, also Twitter, at Aldino. I will use it one of these days. It'll happen. Uh, OnlyFans, uh, still working on that. Still working on that. Uh, once again, there was a lot of legal trouble, and then you know I've just been doing other stuff recently. I haven't <laughs> cycled back to it, so sorry about that. I mean, it take, there's a
2: lot of effort into taking pictures yeah. of your feet. People don't realize yeah. it. They think you can just aim the camera mm-hmm. down and that's it. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, you got to get the lighting right. You got to get the atmosphere.
1: I mean, I don't. Re- I don't remember when I told you what the content was. You should we come join it. me You should come join me on OnlyFins <laughs> Only OnlyFins oh. oh I might I take thought, you up on that one I, I thought we were done No, we Managed to get, oh, man. more to get
3: one more shot
1: in
0: <laughs> When he <laughs> said he was looking for bodies I was like of water
4: <laughs> Even though well, there's been a lot of puns today I really do feel like this podcast has been a net gain Yes
1: Yeah so the silence,
0: the silence is because I can't hold in how much joy I'm feeling.
1: <laughs> okay. I thought that was also gonna gonna be a pun. I'm just gonna let it go for me, no. What did
4: you mean real in? How much joy?
1: All right. I don't have to do this often, buddy. we've just <laughs> no, had, had
2: we've just pop. had an ocean's worth of puns today. I'm not that proud my, of that one, but I My favorite
3: <laughs> my favorite fish pun actually comes from Guild Wars 2 yeah Um, it is uh why did all the fish why did all the fishers leave their jobs why is that they didn't have any net income that's like the item for like it's like the fishing net item or something
2: like that in the game i hate it but i love it (laughs) (laughs) uh rook where can people find you when you're not here
4: yes you can find me on twitch at rookery r-o-o-k-u-r-i you can find me on youtube as well at rookery and twitter at rookery underscore you can also find me on instagram at rookery although i don't keep up with that one quite as much and i would be remiss if i didn't say here at the end uh, so long and thanks for all the fish yes correct <laughs> perfect not gonna yeah. say anything i will see myself out i will see myself
3: out
2: oh my <laughs> alright this is yeah.
0: the tail end of the podcast jeez <laughs> hey you guys you know what we buy uh, stuff in game with
1: money Skills.
0: Uh,
2: money <laughs> <laughs> if you want and <laughs> I don't know email. why you wouldn't you end this quick if you want to email us, you can email us radio at gamerscape.com. You can tweet at us at aetherite radio. Uh, you know what? Why not? Tweet us, tweet tweet fish puns at us. That's Why fun. not? Why I want that so badly cast,
3: cast fish puns at you.
2: Yeah. Uh <sighs> and of course you can find us as gamerscape on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Discord. Discord.gg slash gamerscape. We have an aetherite radio channel on there. We can talk to us about the show and that's that's it that's gonna do it i'm gonna we're just gonna stop this before
1: more find their way in here we've sank to a new low everybody
4: everybody
2: got it out of their their system are we are we no just stop thank you thank Uh -uh. you
4: so much for letting us mooch so much of your time today
1: oh jeez oh Oh, i was happy to show everybody
4: blub blub
2: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.